Quincy Jones go here. Quincy Jones show. Another week in wrestling. We are, what, a week removed from WrestleMania? It felt like two weeks. I think that's what it was, man, because we were talking off air Mm -hmm. about, like, different episodes and, like, missing out on ads, and I think that's what got me crossed, man. There was, what, two different episodes we had almost in one week we released? Yeah, I mean, all last week felt like it was really like a ten day stretch. I yeah, mean, no, you're I mean, right. WrestleMania did. Did, is. Man. I mean, and I had the album release on top of that, so yep. I know that was it. it kind of made uh, it. Yeah, it was the right, grind, man. as they say. You know, and but, you know uh, what? Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, definitely a busy weekend. If if I could ever squeeze in a chance to put myself over, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, GCF yeah. had a show this uh, past weekend. We had a taping actually. Yeah, and man, two I, days, right? Yeah, felt like two two months. <laughs> no, nah, I mean you know the experience is great, uh, the talent's great. You know what I mean? Just a whole lot of hats to be worn. I was just gonna say, I know you wear um, a lot of hats over there. You know, I mean, I like hats already. Yeah. You know, but you know, but I think I, I get. I mean, obviously it it gives a sense of trust, but I know some of the hats I didn't like, get to pick out. You yeah, know? yeah, and then you're like, <laughs> is this a resource based hat? Like, I'm like, uh, whose hat is this? Is this from the thrift store? Yeah. I don't have anything against the thrift store, but who? Who's but this the ain't last, my hat. Who's the last <laughs> proprietor to own this hat? Yeah, exactly. But I digress, man. Quincy Jones Show. We are your guest and yeah. your host. I should say your host. Uh, with my guest. Oh yeah. yeah. We got Doc Lesnar. Yeah, I guess I, hybrid. I, I do feel like a guest in the esteemed. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, I catering. I feel of, like it's been a minute since we've been back here. Yeah, no, it's been fun, man. I know. We, yeah, we've been doing a lot from the zooms with Mark too, as well. You know, the so. locations a little bit. Yeah, you know, you're right, you're right, man. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know what? Uh, we got some news for him. Yeah, and some weekly wrestling review. Did we get it? I'm not. I'm not excited about. It. I'm oh, not. I, I, I know we can come up with some. I, I know. know that that sounds like uh like some sports illustrator we're like we care about it just enough to give it a nice title. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> let's so. represent it just for the bare yeah. minimum of a fan if you guys have any ideas of what to call this new segment it's not Wednesday night wars anymore holler at us in the DMs. Call, holler at us in the comments about, all uh, that we can call it brand warfare I, I, i'm not mad at that that actually might be a little better i mean it's still like the brand split yeah you yeah. know Shout hey, shouts to those good folks. Huh? Shout out to those good folks. Hey, you know, Baca, Baca, Brian, Brian Andrew. Andrew shouts man. to the Flow Show too. But you're right, we thank do you, got some uh, news to kick off. And I mean, I I I I'll get it started with some. Uh, this is kind of on the entertaining tip. We don't really uh, touch this a whole lot on mm-hmm. the show. Sometimes we'll get there. We're like talking about the the Mandalorian with Sasha Banks. You know the 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 uh, who was it uh, Hemsworth that was rumored to do the the Hulk Hogan stuff and all yeah. that stuff. Um, Sebastian Stan, aka Bucky. Of uh, you know, obviously, currently, you know, um, yeah, it, I mean, you know who Bucky is. Winter Soldier. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he revealed that he would like to play Ric Flair in a biopic. Really? Yeah, he's got a good look. Um, but I don't know he, if Flair's ever looked like him. You know, what he's I mean? looking it's, a little more like David here. I'd say, and just in the picture that they have for comparison, this is not like a current picture. Yeah, this is probably a character picture that he, you know, he was doing from a different. Yeah, it's probably like yeah. the best comparison. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. 
because again, it just uh, touts that whole thing, you know, the ideal that you know wrestling does cross over, and and you just never. Oh, know. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking yesterday when we got together. Uh, the how Vandross, Luther Vandross, you know, we've talked about on the show is a was a very big wrestling fan, you know, and it wasn't just his involvement in one of the WrestleManias, you know, he had the video game on his tour bus, which is crazy you know, he, he to could, think. He couldn't say nothing, you know, because it was like, you know, he had like baby face and all these fools like, oh, come on, Luther, what you watching that for, man? <laughs> no, I mean, like, nah. to me, I just think it, it's it's a testament that all walks nah, of life yeah, can, be, uh, can be a fan. Can, can have a connection to, I mean, to, the, to the sport, yeah. So obviously that, that the, surprises me that he even has an interest in, yeah, in a that, Ric Flair. Yeah, that, that definitely you know? threw me from out of left field. I mean, it was de- I mean, just based on who it was and, you know, obviously the current work he's been doing it's obviously been very popular yeah uh, but then you know it's the same thing you, you know it could be said about you know bad bunny you know who would know like you know he was mm-hmm. a huge wrestling fan it turned into something you know it turned into a I mean, he had a few bars too, in the in what was the song he did with cardi he had a uh a eddie g bar like that that um uh, like it like that that's how people know. did he yeah as far back as then, yeah. So uh, I mean, I remember he was in. I think he, was it a bar or I think he was wearing a shirt, wasn't he in the video? Yeah, or uh, that like as that? well. Maybe that, I remember yeah. something like he that. Did, and then oh. he, I think he wore Eddie G vi- uh, in a video with uh, Drake for something too. Maybe yeah, that's that was, what that it was. was a big but then, like, too, yeah. and then there's this cat, uh, Doc Lesnar, with this new album. This is awesome. Pick yeah, that yeah. up. Uh, Get all check that. that out. All of it. All of it. Promoted you know live on Instagram. Right um, now. That's all I really got, to be honest. Like outside of like, obviously, you know, we were gonna, you know, hit him with a little update on some of these oh, yeah. uh, releases that just came around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had what I think it was about nine superstars. I think they uh, said the total was ten. Um, I'm trying to. I might be wrong. I was listening to a uh, unless there, maybe there was a name I wasn't aware of. I know, I know Mojo got added late. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know what that means in terms of uh, like what number he was on top of who. I think was he was announced. the last one that was announced. That, that's how yeah. I think. Yeah, as well. I mean, obviously the bigger one being you know Samoa Joe, the Iconics. Um, I mean, it was. I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. You know? Yeah, and I was gonna add to some of that because I know. I mean. It's weird to think some of those names were even on the chopping block. I know Meltzer, he recently uh, made a quote where he said, you know, uh, there were a couple people that got cut uh, that got cut because of, how would I say it? I heard this was about two different people. About just uh, one person was pouting that they weren't on WrestleMania, which did not help them. And another person had kind of complained about their booking. When you're a marginal talent that's not being used and then you complain about it, it's not like you're a top guy. And that didn't help their cause either. So that was some of it. So I'm not too sure which two <sighs> that would. I mean, I can only think maybe I can see Mojo like, I can see Peyton was talking about the booking or Peyton. I yeah. can see Peyton just based off the fact that... Uh, she would be complaining. Not, yeah. not, not that she's a complainer, but I mean, like in terms of names here, who would notably or would be someone that would probably be on a WrestleMania card? Yeah, I mean, with the exception of Mickey James, who's kind of out I, of active, uh, you know. Well, I, I was duty. I would say maybe one of the iconics, possibly. I, I was gonna actually bring up Mickey because, but I then think, Billy was on Mania. Yeah, so, yeah. Billy was, that's and true. I, that's why I think. I could see Peyton about asking about either Mania or the booking, but I could also see one of those being Mickey James. Another reason I say that is because I know she's been pretty, uh, you know, just just out, out, yeah, yeah, very outspoken about wanting to wrestle again. I would say for the last two years, for sure. Yeah, because they kind of this, forced her, right? To yeah, I don't want to say they forced her. They just didn't. Kept telling her they didn't have anything for, her, which is crazy because then you see some of like. 
the stuff they were doing. And you're talking about even before, like, Bailey and Sasha were, like, you know, were the tag champions and were getting kind of a renewed reign, you know, as heels and stuff. You can't tell me, like, Mickey couldn't have been somebody they could have used during that time or, or, or to help elevate somebody. But I know Mickey even pitched this thing. It was, like, uh, the Monday Night MILF she was trying to do one time. I did hear about that. Yeah. I mean, I, just because she was, like, the older, you know, the oldest yeah, and she's a mommy. And she, yeah, I mean, obviously. look at I mean, she's she looks like a million bucks. She's yeah, yeah. she's a cougar for sure. Well, I, I heard that they were another thing was supposedly I think it was uh, Chelsea Green was supposed well, to come in and do like a, tri- uh, a a Trish Stratus type of angle with her. Well, I didn't. Oh, oh wow, okay, I didn't hear yeah. that. What I had heard uh, with in terms of uh, Mickey because Mickey she was trying to come back, and I guess they made her go into commentary training. And apparently she had been doing a couple things on main event. They they said something that she may have been part of the pre-show on uh, Stand and Deliver recently, which I didn't watch. So I'm not too sure how well she did or not. But I don't know. It's just weird to think that they're relegating her to that. And I just well, feel like is it is it because of Beth is doing it? And, they th- you know, because I feel like Mickey still has a little bit left in the tank that they could use, you know, in terms of her veteran uh, side, I, I, you know? I agree, but when uh, I guess more specifically, when I said it's like they forced her, is because I don't know if you know that they already moved her to the alumni section. Yeah, and that was crazy too, because remember there was that year that she didn't get drafted. Yeah, and then I think she went to SmackDown, and and, and she Even was though, like, like, I guess I'll be the Friday Night Milk. Because like know, the year before, happen. she was running around doing stuff with uh, it was a biscuit butt, uh, Alexa Bliss, yeah, that, and all it, that stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? right? so she still had like some relativity like to her. Yeah. And, but, and, and uh, I was just going to cap it off because uh, she recently added to, you know, because she had, you know, vented about her frustrations and kind of saying, like, thanks for finally giving me the key to these handcuffs, basically, is what she said to WWE. But she posted a, Ooh, uh, a shot at Paul Heyman. No, well, no. this is actually no. another <laughs> shot. Maybe it, she she retweeted this and it was a uh, two panel of like a Simpson scene. From when Milhouse's oh, dad, I saw this. Yeah, right. Yeah, she yeah. said live footage of last Thursday, and it shows you know Milhouse's dad getting uh, laid off from his job, saying, "So that's it. After twenty years, so long. Good luck." And you know the boss saying, "I don't recall saying good luck," which a lot of people implied that you that know Laura Knight is yeah. yeah was being sort of ruthless in his calling. I, I heard he was. Thought. I really heard you because the other part of that ruthless, uh, as far as the shoe dropping on that, is there's there was uh, from a report saying that there was talent that went up to management specifically asking yeah. if they were on the chopping block and they were lied to yeah and i'm just like that's ah, come on man like because yeah it says fifle uh fifle select said many multiple people among the cuts had inquired about whether or not they were among the chopping block and were and were told they weren't among them only to be cut yeah that's bullshit, dude. Yeah, I I heard something too about Kevin Dunn, uh, specifically with Billy Kay, where yeah, he didn't quote unquote crazy. get Billy Kay, and I guess verbalized that he saw a ceiling for her specifically in WWE, which is insane to me. I mean, she was you don't popular. get it. She was I, over with the with bro. The crowd. I, I felt like she was just very much in the same vein as Bailey. She could be comical. It's very rare to find a female like you know comic relief but still can go in the ring like there wasn't much you know? that they had her do within the last year mm-hmm. that she didn't hit out the park i mean and most of it wasn't even matches it was just her doing like character work whether yeah. it was right squad whether she was trying to you know exactly yeah trying she, to get her resume passed around like she was which doing well to me like, i thought that was over she, like like yeah. trying to find us it, it was like her version of the 
Heath Slater, I didn't get drafted, so I'm trying to find a place to be, but you know, in a, in a much different light. I, I thought I, it was, I almost kind of for me. I was like, this kind of reminds me of like Dolph Ziggler going around shaking everybody's hand. Yeah, yeah, trying, a little bit. Trying yeah. to get acquainted and introduce himself. Well, I, like, I, I love the whole. Here's my headshot, you know. Yeah. And but uh, the, yeah, as the, you could see down there, yeah, I got excellent speaking skills. <laughs> exactly. No, it worked though. It really did. It really did work. I think so. And you had brought up uh, Chelsea Green earlier yeah and yeah. so there's been a lot of stuff she's been vocal about i know she took to the internet uh twitter specifically let everyone know the hot mess seems like she might be coming back she's going to be taking uh bookings it seems uh as soon as the 90 day clause is over but i've also noticed she's been kind of flirting back and forth with some tweets uh with diana perrazzo which i'm sure the iwc would love to see but specifically she was talking uh lately about what the plans were for her as we talked about you know like she debuted and she heard her i think she broke her wrist twice just two yeah. different times so yeah. but uh she was talking about i think there was a tag match that she was part of with charlotte and she said quote um you know i i was at the end of that match when i was out there i heard charlotte she raised my hand and said something said something like she's going to be the next something something along with that line that made me think that i was going to be partnered with her or, or maybe i was going to be her protege which i remember hearing that once Chelsea got, you know, was announced that she was going to go to the main roster. But I remember at that time that there were, you know, there was a lot of names that were brought up that we didn't see yet, like the Lars Sullivan stuff. You know, it was around that time. So we didn't really know, like, when any if they were going to debut. I mean, it was, remember, they were they just kept showing these vignettes and nothing was happening. Uh, she also added, then I kind of heard rumblings of that in the weeks after that I was, uh, I don't want to say the next Charlotte, but I was going to be coming up behind her. With her as my mentor, which would be amazing. Like, I don't know if you can get a better spot than that. Uh, but then it just turned to radio silence until the next storyline I heard about. Uh, but I heard about a lot of storylines, which brings me to this last part, where there was actually a Pussycat Dolls meets Charlie's Angels type group that was supposed to debut in 2020 with two other stars that were mentioned in the, you know, the vignettes I just brought up, which was Vanessa Bourne and Santana Garrett. And they were Vanessa Warren would have been a perfect uh, mm-hmm. the look wise, yeah, yeah, awesome Josie and some pussy cats. You got to get the girl with the curly hair. You, yeah. you need one. You need Ex- one exactly. With so the they were gonna go for this. I guess Josie. There is another good one, but yeah, they said Charlie's Angels meets Pussycat Dolls. Which, oh, Pussycat Dolls is what you said. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Um, which is interesting because they were supposed to get together in 2020. All three of them met with writers as well to pitch ideas, but it just never came to fruition. But it's you know interesting concept because you know it's hard not to think they could have got some good mileage out of like them versus Ruby or not Ruby, but the Riot Squad or other three women groups at the time or what have you. You know what I mean? But yeah, trying, I just trying that to was be on some like uh, all women like Avengers type stuff. Huh? Ty- yeah, kind of. I mean, not, I ain't against. I mean, you, we haven't seen a super group like that before for yeah. the you know representative of the women's division. So it definitely would have been interesting. It, it kind of. I just think that they would have been running out of ideas with them really quickly. To be yeah, honest. because I would say I think we kind of got a similar feeling or idea when we saw, you know, uh, Team Shotzi at, at uh, War Games, you know, like four four woman group that seemed like a badass team. Yeah, you it know was pretty, I mean? but, pretty, yeah. Uh, pretty elite lineup there. But, um, yeah. you know, speaking of these names, you know, a lot of people are wondering how many of these people released can even use their names. Uh, I did have a list and uh, I did count. It was actually 10 people. Oh, okay. So uh, let me go down the list and let you know what the status is for different people going on. Uh, but I did get some breaking news here. I mean, it's only worth uh, noting in passing because it's kind of ridiculous. But uh, I'll definitely uh, bring us up to speed. But let me, yeah, let me okay. get to this list really quick. So uh, Samoa Joe 
the biggest fish in this pond right here. Yeah. Uh, he owns his name under several classifications and can use it anywhere. So I love that. Uh, I'd, I'd imagine it's probably kind of like the AJ Styles thing because I know when he when he started coming in, they had to like pay him to license to use his logo. Pro- yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, or I think he allowed them licensing to be able to produce uh, merch merch with the logo. Yeah. Uh, WWE has owned Kalisto since 2017, so he cannot use it anymore. Could possibly use uh, the old gimmick. We talked about this, Samurai Del Sol. Yep. Uh, Bo Dallas never gave consent to WWE trademarking about his that, name. Yeah. And the trademark filed for it will be abandoned on June 21st. So even though I've been seeing these uh, fan-made Bo Texas is all elite yeah. <laughs> fucking posters. Bo Texas. Uh, I would hope he would go to uh, Bo Rotunda, though. I would think so. I mean, like, I was thinking in my head, just like, you know, we talked about it before, like that second generation thing, even though no one wants to hang their hat on it too much. Yeah. It's a good opening for legitimacy in, in another company, you know? Yeah, so, seriously. Uh, Chelsea Green is in the same situation as Bo Dallas in terms of uh, didn't give a uh, consent and that uh, her abandonment for that trademark will be August 16th. So she and still has a little bit. I think that's a real name, right? I believe so. Yeah. But yeah, so she still has a little bit to go. Wasn't she in the original, uh, the, the not the original, but the, the Stone Cold version of yeah, Tough, Tough Enough? Yeah, Tough Enough. I was going to yeah. say, it's crazy to think they couldn't find something for her to do, and I thought she and was going to win the had, whole damn I thing. I bet you they didn't even fucking remember her, bro. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, Mickey James uh, owned, owned her name, but let WWE take it back in 2017, so unless they transfer ownership back to her, she cannot use it. I mean, Mickey Aldis is fine. Yeah, that's true. You know, we know um, who, who or, she is. I mean, or just Mickey, right? Yeah. Uh, WWE owns the name Tucker Knight, and he'll be going forward by his real name, Levi Cooper, going forward. Yeah. Speaking of which, which you talked about name. people being uh, sort of vocal. You know, he was one of the ones that were, like, saying he couldn't wait to tell his side of the story. I did see yeah. Jericho say something about an open invite, and I'm like, really? I'm like, do we? does everybody need to tell their story? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 I look. I, I love the heavy machinery, and I would love to hear that portion of it. But I mean, that's I the know. only story he's got. I don't think anyone wants to. I, I, I'm interested to hear how they pitched the turn to him and what it was supposed to be versus. Yeah. Because if you remember, I think he had like one match after the turn, and, Dude, yeah, and, and it was on, ha- it was on Raw with a yeah. new, with a new look. He, he looked like the like he looked like uh, Brian Myers' bigger brother. Yeah. And then and then he went right back to uh, what was the main event? Yeah. The and, week after, and, I was, like, was going to say like like. He had a match on the show he was not on, and then there was no follow-up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Mm. Um, WWE uh, has owned Peyton Royce's name since 2019, so she won't be able to use it. And, of course, same with Billy Kay. But Cassie Lee is a good name, so I don't care. And I think her name is, like, uh, something McKay. I can't remember yeah, her Yeah, that's first where the name. K comes from. Yeah. Uh, Mojo Raleigh is in the same boat as Chelsea Green and Bo Dallas. Uh, but actually, uh, in a couple of days, his abandonment trademark is set for April 23rd. Oh, okay. So he might be able to use it if he wants to. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, or that might be, yeah, the, 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 the date that this drops, actually, yeah. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah you're right, uh, because, yeah, the 24th is on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that because GCF Subject to Change will be live on Video On Demand. Go ahead and check that out. Check it uh, out. WWE also owns Wesley Blake. Um, since 2019 as well. So well, we. I mean, I did see Steve Cutler. He he's got Steve uh, he, he's, Macklin. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was let look. he was let it's go earlier. Yeah, and yeah. He, but the thing is, I don't know the whole Mr. Mayhem thing. I feel like that's kind of overplayed. I mean, well, board low got, calls yeah, and stuff. That I, I like, was about to say that, and I was like, unless you're going to be like, uh, what's his name, Brian. I forgot the character's name for fucking Oz. The one, yeah, yeah, the, one the who guy plays who, the, Mr. Mayhem and yeah, the insurance company. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Uh, but yeah. That's all I had for that. But in terms of this uh, this breaking news, apparently Roman Reigns is getting a ton of heat right now 
for uh, using the term sissies in a tweet that everyone's calling a homophobic slur. See, I figured something was going on because I saw somebody this morning. He he made news because uh, he somebody said, "Oh, I wonder if Uncle Rock is gonna you know let me something something." And he said, "Well, if the Rock's your uncle, then I'm your daddy, and you got one last interaction, make it count." And it was just like, <laughs> "Oh, that's okay." I'm that was kind of yeah, yeah. You're like, "Oh, he turned it up a notch for everybody." Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was weird. It's just. Uh, the, the tweet, I don't know what the context of the tweet is. You got uh, Baron Corbin who first says, I'd fight you, but we would also have to put a bottle of bourbon on it. And it looks like in as a, a response to that, he goes, y'all sissies drink flavored vodka. And I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not trying to be unsensitive, right? But like. You know, because look, I'm looking at these responses that that's posted. Like, you know, there's someone that posted like a picture of like Nicki Minaj's face, like, you know, like it's like, oh, uh, when it's been ten hours later and you still didn't delete this, and I was like, ah, uh, I, I mean, I think I don't know. I feel like it's kind of, um, I don't know, man. I feel like you're trying to curve the narrative in that way. Like, I don't think he meant it in a way that's supposed to be homophobic. Yeah, that, that's I personally I, yeah. have I heard. People use the word, you know, toward, yeah, but I, when I grew up, that didn't mean just, like, it meant soft people. Yeah, it, it, didn't it, mean, it, it didn't mean effeminate people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It didn't like mean specific. Directly, yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, just it just meant, just, like, if you. You're a pansy or, yeah, yeah. or you're a scaredy cat or yeah. you're not. You're or not a wuss. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. really. And I think that's, I mean, especially if he's saying, it sounds like he's like, man, you guys are. What's is like if you really wanted some hair on your chest, you wouldn't drink flavored See, vodka. It, but I feel like people are looks like they got a magnifying glass on on the word sissies, and I just feel like personally, like I said, bro, have yeah. I heard it used sometimes? Yeah, but I wouldn't say that that's the main epithet of you know degrading someone of homosexual background. Like I, 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 I just think it's feel more like, popular in a different region, like probably the UK. It's more a little may, bit maybe, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, more mainstream, I guess. I but that's also me personally. That's like, my perception too. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. Be in, in you know, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but no, I just feel like there are stronger words that could be used where you're like, oh, also, that's for sure, also, you know, homophobic. And I just feel like I. I th- it seems like he tried to pick the best word and didn't yeah, maybe yeah. just, you know, you guys are still look, giving it, him shit for and it. And then someone else is like, if this was another WWE superstar, y'all would be all on it trying to cancel someone. But since it's Roman, he definitely gets a pass. <sighs> yeah, it's like, so, and then, and then they're bringing up, oh, when Rhea said it, she got a bunch of backlash because I guess she said an F word or something. Or But we all want know. it to be like the Attitude Era, though, right? Yeah, and then it's like, not, well, the, come homo- on, man. not, the, homo- not the homophobic slur, sir. Uh, can't help how different things would be, or the difference of response would be if this was anyone else. But for some reason, Roman and the Usos can be as big as okay, they social want. justice work. It's yeah, like, bro, it's like, like it's warrior. Like, like get out of it. Like, I'm sorry, that, man. I'm not trying to hate on your crusade, but I just feel like if you're just chilling all day on Twitter waiting for someone to slip up on a word that they say, bro, like, like I was what kind of s- life do you live? My man? My, like, my my exact point after this was going to be like. There are far more prioritized uh, uh, issues yeah. where the energy for this could be better placed. How about the fact like, that a 15-year-old girl was shot ah, man. J- the same day we got justice for George Floyd? How about that? Yeah. You know, you want to talk about that? You want to talk about how the body cam footage came out, like, just literally hours after? Like, it's how always, horrible that is? It's always like, doctored or edited or whatever. Like, come know, on, man. Just, 
like I said, there's way more higher priority. Like, but people want to pick and choose when they want to bring that energy, and it's no, always about it something stupid. It can just, never be productive. Just to cancel though. somebody, and yeah, it's just yeah. like, come on, dude. Like, they really think. How about, doing... how about we cancel bad cops or bad stupid? Like, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to get political on here, but yeah, it's like I feel you. It's like, come on, man. But we're... you think you you should put it up to somebody like, dude. Do we want him canceled? No. Like this like this should be a majority of whether it's a personal problem versus yeah, this person needs to be relinquished of all well, you know, assets before, or, or whatever that they've worked guilty. towards. What yeah. happened to that? Seriously. Instead I mean, of just stripping someone down and, and, and saying, it's Oh like, oh, finally we can get rid of the Roman problem. Yeah, like, and this, this one is... word represents who he's been this whole... I knew there was something off of it. You know oh, what I mean? Like, like, like the fit, so irresponsible. Say, oh, but they get to be as bigoted as they want. Like really? Yeah. Him and the Usos get to be a bit oh, oh my Sorry, God, not to be bro. triggered, guys. Here, but, I yeah, mean, it's just... We've been battling some of these guys in our comments lately too, with you know, especially I don't know if you guys have paid attention. I know we had a thing with Someone calling out, you know, me just giving the nod to Bianca and Sasha. Yeah. And, and just say how you really feel, bro. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, clearly you didn't like the color of that main event that night, but I'll digress, man. The color commentary? No, no, no. The color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what? That's all I got, man. Same here, uh, man. For news. Uh, but you know what? I guess we better, uh, you know, I guess put the foot on the pedal and get uh, started on this whole brand warfare. Oh, yeah. yeah definitely. So yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to take a break first. Are we going to? But I know we, we can yeah. go to NXT, man. It's all good. I mean, you know, I know we're if we're fired up, we might as well use it, brother. Yeah, yeah, I got you. You I know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, uh, um, yeah, it was interesting. It this was. Week. It, it felt different. Like I feel like all of WWE's programming has been different lately. Well, you know, we touted NXT as having the only post Mania show that was worth a damn last week, but yeah, they I kind of stole the show with the, the the Champions reunion. Yeah, that, and I I thought uh, you know, well, I don't know, Frankie didn't really. I mean, she debuted, but it wasn't the best way. But I would say between that and the the eight man at the end was that was very entertaining. But this week we have Kyle O'Reilly returning after you know we saw some of that recap last week of uh, what happened after the unsanctioned match with Cole. But yeah, he's in the ring. He's uh, you know the new music and everything. And um, uh, he's got this fedora on. It's all all a different package that I'm used to. But I'll just try to get through this. Uh, he starts off saying at Takeover he faces toughest personal and physical test of his life, uh, and even adds that now that Adam Cole is behind him, he can finally move on and be himself again, which feels real good. Uh, he says to succeed in NXT, you need a killer instinct, and uh, touts how he found his at uh, Takeover recently. And notes while Kyle ha- or not Kyle, but uh, Adam has always had it. He's always hesitated to use his. But uh, I kind of had a problem with that because I feel like, bro, yeah. you've been in two war games. Yeah, that, you know, and, or three I mean, war games. Like, you know, you, you like, haven't been a face your entire career. You're yeah, like, so been, to say you don't have a killer instinct is kind of. Yeah, like, I mean, especially you kick guys in the head. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and what then I mean? it's like, weird to go, I had it and hesitated on using it, but th- right after saying you just found it. You know what I mean? So I thought that, well, was, that it, was weird. It's that, and then it's like. I don't know. It's like the the convincing factor of it just fell off for me after that because I know we were talking a little bit earlier about you know kind of like the believ- the believability of the whole promo in itself. Yeah, uh, I mean now that, that that you're saying some of these words back, I do remember in, in particular when he tries that like that time reference. I'm like, all right, dude. Yeah, that, that came that's came out super scripted. Like, yeah, and I, I was just gonna get to that because that that's what was so weird. So he does uh, wonder basically what is his next step. He talks about the workhorse title and the North American title, which I really love that he called of that and he wanted to say should i chase this title or should i you know just chase after my killer instinct to go towards the nxt title and uh he does note like you said he does make a time reference and saying i got all the time in the world to decide and then kind of does this weird realization oh i just 
Reference time. Well, then in that case, I guess I'm talking to you, Carrie like Cross. And he's like all serious now. There's no thought bubbles. NXT is not a comic book. Uh, yeah, you can't just you know just put the thought bubbles in there, and then we're just gonna ignore it. And, then... and you know, and and I, I'm kind of blown through this because I'm gonna when I'm done with the verbiage, I'll also note some of the things that I yeah, found yeah, were, yeah, yeah. were new about his attitude. But he he talks about you know maybe I'm talking to Carrie Cross and uh, Cameron Grimes' music hits. Uh, he comes out, he offers congrats to Kyle for the victory at Takeover. Uh, says you know I made a killing on you, Ben. Uh, on uh, DraftKings, which I thought was pretty funny because, uh, you know, they had you as an underdog, but I see you as a top dog and uh, basically says, you know, I want to invest in you and start suggesting, you know, cool Kyle sunglasses and jackets, uh, you know, and then and it says we should turn that knee drop, uh, you know, from that you won with into an NFT and talks about, you know, we could branch out and do KO coin, you know, which is all the you know just the cryptocurrency it's all, it's stuff all that's the going rage on. right now yeah, yeah exactly so kyle kind of fits in yeah you know exactly and kyle kind of joins in and you know uh grimes does the we you know the potential we can go to the moon and kyle even joins in on that and even compliments grimes on the stomps and stuff before he reveals like hey you know what we should also celebrate i'm, I'm clear to wrestle and says you know i, I thought i saw my first op- opponent out here somewhere and then says oh it's not you you're, you're my new business partner and then continues to like look around and then he puts the shades on he goes oh it is you and then he kind of just floors cameron grimes with a uh punch to the chin to end the segment yeah it, 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 it was kind of <laughs> weird that that fell flat to me like uh like on smackdown what did jay uso say he was like oh this uh, cesaro oh oh you can make me uh, <laughs> oh you, you don't need hands who's well, let's see how you do it without teeth. I'm like, well, I'm sure if he didn't have teeth, he'd still be able to still pull the move off. Like, and let's also <laughs> remember that he had teeth. Surgery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just like, it was like, he I, can I, do I get what you it. meant, yeah, but yeah, he yeah. kind of fell flat. Yeah. Was, I'm sorry. But I'll add to like, yeah, because when he came in, he he seemed like he was in a good mood, Kyle. And he even says, oh, yeah, can we get yeah. the lights he turned was, up. He, and then we got China, the return of the air guitar. I thought we were we weren't going to see that. No yeah. More. But he, but he goes, him. he asked to turn the lights up and then he realizes, oh, I'm wearing shades, you know, which I guess was to extenuate how good of a mood he's in where he's not real like he's kind of I, I don't know like it just didn't make sense i wasn't it seemed like he was feeling himself i guess and even at one point yeah. did a forrest gump invitation because he you know he said i like that a lot or because all. he can like yeah. go back to who he is but it's just like okay uh, but, but when was this ever you kyle yeah that, <laughs> because that, you know you, they you, keep calling it cool kyle and i just feel like you could have just stayed Kyle. Like the stuff you yeah. were wearing, the Misfits shirt with the with the ripped jean vest, like that was a look. Now I don't know what to do with this fedora yeah, with this freaking, shit. Like, like what's his name was saying, like, oh, he looked like he just came out of Miami Beach. Yeah, uh, he really did though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe he's just like you he know, like I he came from the dog track. I ain't dog. sweating, dude. He he definitely looked like he put he just placed the bed down. Yeah, on, the dog track for sure. On, I don't know. I can't think of a fucking name right now, man. Well, on Will, you stop. No, man. But this Uh, takes us to a segment in the parking lot where we see the arrival of Saray. Regal is there greeting her, uh, and then we see Zoe Stark appear. She kind of apologizes for interrupting, but, uh, you know, explains to to Regal, you know, I've I've followed Saray's career for a long time, introduces herself to Saray, and then kind of pitches to be her debut opponent. Uh, Regal, he's kind of put on the spot, but admits he does like the sound of it, and then uh, asks Saray what she thinks. She agrees, and it's uh, pretty much made official. It'll be Saray going against Zoe Stark later tonight. Uh, this takes us to another pre-match segment of L.A. Knight. He's going to talk to I- I'm him. I'm sorry. It's not as good. No, it's, it's not as good. It's just I mean, not. I was like, you may need to get Doc to come in and do some voiceover work soon, buddy. I don't I, know. I don't know what's going it, It's weird. It seemed like he just was like, yeah, I'll cut a 20-second promo. But, uh, yeah, he has, been, uh, he has been uh, 
you know, getting his pulse on the dummies a lot. Yeah, I, w- I was just going to say, because he does, he talks about being outnumbered to get eliminated in the gauntlet on night one, calls every one of them, you know, that did it dummies before saying, you know, what goes around comes around. Uh, he's set to take on Loomis in a second. And he says, you know what, Loomis, you put my uh, your hands on me when I wasn't looking, but I'm going to look r- you right in the eye when I off your on switch, which I thought that was a pretty good line. And he says, uh, that's not an insult. That's a fact of life. It uh, gets ready to go to Gorilla. Uh, yeah, man, the match starts off. We do see Loomis tease the silence pretty early, but uh, Knight does escape to the floor, but he does hit that slingshot shoulder block I've been talking about. Uh, we do see a big uh, back body drop by Loomis, and I only brought this up because right after he starts to slither towards Knight, and then Knight starts backing up. Like, he's, I won't say he's slithering, but he's crawling backwards to get away from him, uh, and he inadvertently crotches himself uh, in the corner on the post, which I thought was pretty, you know, pretty funny the way they play each other's personalities like that. Uh, we do see uh, uh, a big spine buster after the commercial break, and we see that spinning leg drop uh, that uh, Loomis likes to do. And he even hits the little t- uh, Tully Blanchard slingshot suplex for two. Which, yeah, he's been hitting that lately. Yeah, I mean, he, he comes and goes with it, but, you know, when he does it, I think it depends on the... Uh, the opponent. Always you know like, a little extra bounce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Knight's on the floor. He play, uh, plays possum when he uh, actually slams Loomis into the plexiglass. And then we see Indy raise up and appear on yeah. the other side, kind of like how Loomis likes to do it. And they kind of initiate this window love, as I say, you know, the palm on yeah, the, on the window. Yeah, was. Uh, they kind of get stuck in this long gaze when uh, Knight attacks him from behind, throws him back in the ring. And you hear him audibly mouth off to Indy about how, you know, he can't believe that you're into a loser like that. Uh, he said this whole thing, but... I was like, it's not important. Bro. I, I don't even know what it means, but, you know, it was typical uh, L.A. Knight stuff. At this point, uh, Loomis does get caught in another gaze with Indy before he walks right into a really bad-looking snapmare driver. It was yeah, almost dude. just a snapmare, to be honest with you, through the ropes. But uh, like, like, cause he, like he, didn't, he didn't, like, hold his head over for the follow-through. He just, like... Hey, this is where I want you to do, and then when I'm done, like, yeah, just yeah. nosedive, right? Cool. I was kind of mad that he that he pinned right after that. Like, yeah, as soon as like I saw him, got up and that wasn't great. Should have hit that again. Yeah, man. but he does. He does get the win post match. Knight celebrates the victory while Indy does look concerned. She actually uh, jumps the barricade, gets on the apron, she's about to get some and, sugar. Dog. Oh yeah, she's trying to initiate the kiss when uh, the rest of the way uh, actually drag her down from the ringside and carry her off, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, uh, those those uh, I think I was telling you before, like yeah, those four is uh, obviously with the the way that they threat him to about the show a lot yeah. lately like they've been their utility group that i mean in the entertainment the, wise, they must be in yeah. a bubble together man because like the yeah, fact that all word. four of them because i don't know if you heard uh wb got another covid uh, uh outbreak but we don't know who man. it is but it's on the main roster so that's why i didn't watch raw but apparently that's why raw was so weird um i mean by I, the way I did I, hear I, the ending was, was I, I forgot to shell this in with the news because mm-hmm. you just reminded me i'm not i'm not saying this is covid related but mm-hmm. i did see that keith lee recently finally posted something on social media speaking of that i, I saw that uh they made a point to say that a slapjack and reckoning yeah are, are they, on smackdown, uh, smackdown now. now yeah, yeah. or me i should say so or me a yim so i don't know i mean that that could add to the if she's herself but you know you'll never hear me say that on this show um, so, uh, but that, this, this takes us to a, a backstage segment. I'm just going to blow through this. This is from Leon Ruff. I know you weren't a fan of what he did last week. Uh, he talks about, hey, oh, you know, talking Swerve. About repeat yourself. This fool's promo was Man. whack. Well, he's like, uh, Swerve, I know you enjoyed standing over me after the match because I enjoy standing over you after I slammed your head into the lockers over and over. No, uh, one. Says he's, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not here to put over his, his promo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I know. <laughs> says he's done playing games and already uh, kicked down the door. Now he's waiting for Swerve to make a move because the ball in his court and we'll move on from that i thought it was a missed opportunity for him to use that kick down the door line and yeah. not tie it into swerve's house come on man like come like, on. like yeah 
Uh, we get an uh, interview segment with uh, Io Shirai, which is good, because I think we were wondering, is she on the way to the main roster? Was, we were wondering I kinda, this. I, I was kind of hoping. I was a little disappointed that this is where they went with it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, I'll, it, I'll let it, you get into it. I sure. will say this, too, before I start. It's interesting, because I know probably this time last year, she did share that she wasn't uh, specifically happy at NWE, but I don't know if it's just because... She's far. She's still yeah. She's far from her fiance and evil. You and, know? And, I so, and I don't even know what that travel situation is currently. Yeah. Uh, if she's even able, to I, I would see assume him. Well, when's the last time she has? You yeah, know, in person, it, aside from like on a video call or something. I don't know. Yeah, and that's why I think maybe the, this next part, which we will find out. I mean, it sounds like she's gonna be taking a, a bit of a respite uh, before she comes back. But basically, she's interviewed by Beth Phoenix. Uh, says the title win at Takeover in your house was the biggest night of her life. Because uh, she believes that you're the best wrestler in the world when you hold that belt. Uh, they kind of review the match with, with uh, Raquel at Stand and Deliver, where uh, she explains that she lost all the energy in her body when she got powerbomb hey, on the she floor. Hey, she kept it G, bro. Yeah, she did. Because she uh, was didn't like, take anything away from nothing. her. Yeah. Uh, she says wrestling is about challenges and uh, acknowledges Raquel as her biggest, yeah. toughest challenge yet. Uh, and says when the time is right, she'll get a rematch. Uh, and so Beth kind of asked her, well, in, you know, until then, then what's next? She didn't say it like that, but she should have because it sounded dumb when someone says, I'm going to rest now. Well, what's next? It's like, I, I just told you. But she says, basically, uh, she wants to rest as she's defended her title for 300 plus days. And her body needs time to come back and overcome the challenge of Raquel when we see a dog walk into frame. Enter Frankie Monet, uh, who interrupts, uh, you know, kind of introduces herself to EO and commends her in her iconic title reign before she gets a little giddy about Beth Phoenix being there, but gives her like a backhanded compliment by saying, yeah. I, I used to watch you as a kid. But this is true. But it was just like, I wasn't sure. It, to me, I felt like it was honest. And Beth sold it as a, oh, okay, you're really putting over how old I am, kid. But it's like, how long has it been since Taya, you know, since you know, Taya hasn't been in the WWE system till now. You know what I mean? So I, that's why I think it kind of makes sense. I digress. But uh, Monet does uh, oh, not, I'm sorry, not Taya, Frankie. Frankie admits to eavesdropping on EO's plans to rest and suggests that maybe she can usurp her spot during the absence. This, of course, triggers the former champ. Uh, she goes off in Japanese. Frankie kind of asks for a translation to which EO responds, I like cats better. <laughs> and I, storms I off. thought that was bad taste to have her say that. Just, I mean, I get the whole dog thing, you know, but it was like, you know, you're, there's already this underlining, like, uh, low hanging yeah. fruit of a joke that people are going to want to like I, I get say, what you're saying because you know I mean? when I was watching I was like I wonder how long till the IWC starts making like yeah. oh you know EO's gonna eat you or something like that instead something of Joe's gonna stupid. kill you yeah. you know what I mean so uh, this brings us to a tag team match uh, you he know, said EO's gonna eat you <laughs> EO's gonna cook I, I you you know uh, grizzled young veterans going against Brazongo uh, I didn't really have too Not much a of a big the promo over the music they should have well, kept they, the music they've been doing that you know and I just but this week I just feel like th- like the, you're the starting promo to see good, how small. Yeah. Well, I, my thing is you're starting to see how small the tag division is. I don't yes. care to see these guys go off and face again. You know what I mean? And, and basically, you know, this goes off. The, uh, GYV, they're cutting a promo on Brazongo, who are dressed as Royal Guards, you know, and they, they're basically putting MSK on notice for the titles. Uh, this, the, the, I did enjoy the spot, how it started. You know, they get in uh, Brazongo's faces, who, you know, try to maintain the Royal Guard, you know, ideal of not moving, not speaking, you know, and then when they go to Cheap Shot, they actually Cheap Shot them, not thinking they're going to move in the last minute. So that was entertaining, I guess. But uh, during this match, we do see uh, Kyle versus Grind. 
Grimes is confirmed as the main event, and as well as a open challenge from Kushida. Uh, they're all confirmed on commentary. Brazongo, they do hit that rope hung suplex with the stereo boots they like to do, uh, followed by a, a hell of a senton plancha by uh, Dango on the floor, I will say. At one point, GYV, they use their heel tactics. Uh, we get a, a feigned knee injury from James Drake while Gibson rakes Dango's eyes from behind the ref's back. Uh, we do see a flatliner missile dropkick combo from uh, GYV as well. And Breeze does get the hot tag and clears house, but uh, GYV used blind tags to hit Ticket to Mayhem for the win, dude. Uh, wasn't a bad way because he, I think he, what they did is they tagged and then one dropped down. He hops over, picks him up for the uh, tilt a world, and then turned him into. Bo's your uncle. Yep, there you go. Uh, <laughs> now we get a little bit more with the way Indy Hartwell is backstage. Uh, she's requested time to speak yeah. to Mackenzie. She when, always, uh, she's like, I, <laughs> yeah. I want this time to proclaim my love. <laughs> right. Uh, but the way completely bombarded the interview as Johnny Lowley shut tells it down, shut, shut down the stream, yeah, shut down the no, no, feed. shut down the feed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at this point, Bronson Reed walks Candace in. Candice was in her pocket too, dude. Yeah, she was. At this point, Bronson Reed walks in and he asks Johnny, uh, don't you just love love? And then he tells Mackenzie that he thinks Loomis would be a great addition to the Gargano family. Uh, then Reed reminds Johnny he still has eyes on his title. Uh, Johnny says, you know what, man? You lost a takeover, so it was back of the line for you. And he kind of pantomimes the umpire, which I loved how he did that. Uh, Reed threatens to rip off Johnny's head when Theory steps in. And just like you told me last week, uh, he coins Papa John on Johnny, which I, that was the first time I heard it. You told me about it, but I haven't heard it. But he laughs at Reed saying, in your dreams, you think you could rip off the head of Papa John. <laughs> I love it when he calls me Papa John. Oh, he man. loves he it. Loves it. Uh, theory reveals he spoke to Regal oh, earlier who said uh, if Reed loses to Theory, he won't get another shot at Johnny's title, uh, which Reed happily accepts and walks away. Johnny's kind of livid. He's like, when did you speak to Regal uh, before he pointing out, hey, he squashed you last week with the splash, and he actually smacks him on the you know the ribs to remind him. Uh, at this point, the, the way just kind of clumsily uh, leave the interview. I don't remember exactly. You know, there's I, I, a lot. I, it was just a whole lot of comedic. Uh, if you didn't notice in the background, Indy just kept trying to get to the microphone. Yeah, she, oh, yeah. And they kept, yeah, Candy yeah. just kept cutting her off. <laughs> yeah. We just not letting it happen. At exactly. All. Uh, another backstage segment, we see Cameron Grimes. He's being interviewed uh, about what happened earlier between him and Kyle. He threatens to send Kyle back to the hospital before he gets a manila folder from a stage hand off, uh, off the screen. Uh, he reveals that he got the winning bid on an NFT and uh, opens the envelope to read uh, his winnings out loud, only to kind of discover he's been outbid last minute minute by none other than the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. We and, did, uh, well, yeah, we did hear that they were going to do something with yeah. him this week. I was wondering if he was going to physically show up or how they were going to set this yeah, up. Yeah, but. but I was concerned because Ted DiBiase, I think, was talking to Booker T on his podcast, and he said that kid Cameron Grimes, I think that's his name, like it didn't yeah, seem yeah. like he he's, really he's, knew and it, that concerned me a bit, so I think that's how it is. Though. And it was like working with them or against us, so I was like, okay, this is getting, so, uh, but I did like this because Grimes brings back Ted DiBiase you know that whole thing <laughs> uh, and then he storms off uh, and then we do get the debut of Saray uh, takes on you know, I would say a really good match against Zoe Stark man uh, and I would say they uh, it starts off great handshake uh, to kick it off we see a knuckle lock of course uh, I saw what I, I didn't think I'd seen in a while a Muda lock from Saray uh, early on but Stark does get the rope break yeah you ain't yeah AJ don't be doing that move no more yeah no nah. he was the only one that was really doing it I would yeah right I, I think mean, maybe because he does the the um, well, he doesn't call it the calf killer it was calf crusher now Yes, right. calf pressure. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, does. Slicer. Uh, yeah, so many that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Uh, Saray starts letting out numerous battle cries uh, as they, they start dueling with forearms, which uh, lead to both women firing up. Saray does nail a uh, running hesitation drop kick to Stark, who's like on the bottom rope. You know, like, but not in the corner. Like, kind of how you would do it yeah, in the corner. I, but I saw yeah, that. yeah, it was I saw very, that. yeah, very interesting. Different, uh, de- definitely. Uh, you could tell very Joshi uh, in in. 
uh, offense, but like still, I'm always amazed because they do a lot of stuff you don't see the women do. It's, yeah, it's not in, the, in the American, American style. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. we get a, a bridging fisherman suplex, which looked beautiful uh, by Saray, and it gets answered back by a half and half suplex from Stark. Uh, Stark does hit that sliding knee smash he likes to hit for a near fall, but misses a 450 splash, only to eat a jumping spin kick to the mush. I'll say, and uh, followed by a nasty looking T bone suplex from Saray. Though, uh. though Barrett called it a modified well, Saito. I was going to say it was. Because it was, I was gonna say it was a side to suplex, but the difference was where she plays instead of being on the inside, like yeah. her head, like her ear up against uh, her opponent's like side or like chest. Yeah, she her her she placed her head on their on their back. Hmm. So it was like a more I wicked it was, angle. Like it kind of seemed kinda... like it was more T bone because I know like T bone and exploders look alike, but I always feel like T bone has that Uranagi look to it. So that you know, with the arm under the arm, yeah, so that's why I thought. But because when I saw it, I thought it was the side dude. So I saw the the replay, and I was like, oh wait, she put her head on the other side. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that that's kind of crazy. Because I was like, that's a wicked ass angle to just yeah. drop on your head. Well, either way, yeah, nasty, nasty finish. Good way to win. Uh, Post match, we see Stark shaking hands with Saray, and she starts to leave uh, up the ramp to give <laughs> the, new, the newcomer her moment. Uh, but uh, Stark is walking up the ramp, and she gets blindsided by Storm, who uh, ramp, yeah, she rams her face first into the plexiglass. Uh, Saray runs to check on Stark while Storm kind of just stares her down before leaving. I didn't like this because I feel like we get this almost, you know, like we, well, it we've was, had this whole thing happen with someone else before. It was where, also weird that it was like an awkward, like, I don't know if there were supposed to be more to that segment or what, but yeah, Tony just kind of staring at Sarai's like there, but I'm yeah. like, well, why wouldn't Sarai like try to beat her up or why wouldn't she try to beat up Sarai or yeah, it was like, it was, well, let's not give too much, but it's yeah, like, it was, okay. it was, you know, especially if she's the new girl, like. Or the new woman on the squad. I mean, hey, she's taking the spot from you, potentially. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, this brings us to a backstage segment. We got the women's champ, Raquel, with Dakota. Uh, uh, we see Raquel responding to uh, EO's interview from earlier in the night. Uh, she does commend her as a champion, but, you know, reassures she's been busting her ass to kick everyone else's to prove she's going to be a better champion. Yeah, this was uh, a good interview. Actually. Yeah. Kai adds that we, keyword yeah. we, which I was like, hmm, beat EO so bad that she had to take a vacation. Uh, well, Mackenzie reminds Raquel that Mercedes uh, is state claim to the title next. Kai kind of dismisses Mercedes by saying, yeah, she wants a title shot and I want to practice magic at Hogwarts, but we can't all have what we want, can we? You know, uh, yeah. Raquel ends it by uh, telling Mackenzie to let the locker room know if they want to step up, she will knock them down one by one until no one is left. Standing. It was a great look for her. Dude. Yeah. And then um, short and sweet. Oh, no. See, I'm getting ahead of myself. I was going to say Mercedes' response was great as well. Yeah, I mean, we can get to that. I mean, uh, I, I don't mind it. She does. Yeah, we do get a what, backstage promo for Mercedes where she basically yeah. she talks about how she called out the champ last week and has got nothing but silence before pointing out how Kai was the only one to respond about it in their interview. And, and she uh, didn't she, say nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it even says, you know, Raquel might be champ, but she she kind of like suggests is, is she in Kai's shadows? It seems like Kai's the one that calls the shots and even calls uh, calls uh, Raquel a lap dog, which I was like, oh. Yeah, okay. I, the, what I liked is how she said, how about this? I'll do you a solid yeah. and get her out the way. Like, yeah. take out to Dakota. So, so we can have her match. Yeah, there ain't yeah, nothing yeah. stopping us, right? Yeah, like, I, 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 especially because you're talking that talk, like, line them up. I'm yeah. trying to line up. What's up? Yeah, like, you what's know, up? I, yeah. Because you keep talking over me, not at me. Yeah. That's kind of what Word. it looks like. So, Word. Uh, we have one more. Uh, well, I won't say one more, but uh, one of... <laughs> 
the second to last segment for the way we have uh candace and indy are backstage oh, yeah this is good uh candace is uh walking with indy and she's trying to tell her stop being distracted by boys but indy tells her loomis is a man not a boy yeah uh, they're, they're walking <laughs> and, and candace is trying to basically tell her hey let's focus because they're, they're gonna basically pay a visit to the tag champion yeah. ember and shotzi but yeah. indy gets distracted because she sees that loomis pops up behind, i did i uh, caught him that time because yeah. usually i catch it late and i saw yeah. it i was like oh there it goes yeah so he pops up behind a glass door she follows in instead of following uh candace candace annoyingly walks up alone at this point to the champs uh the locker room she starts to talk trash they point out that you know she's alone basically and so she tries to knock ember's water out of her hand to attempt to escape but uh shotzi lets out this guttural grab her. I, was to say, I was just <laughs> figure, I was like, did you hear the grab her yeah. i was like yo and then the champs drag her back into the locker room yeah, uh, i just want to take time to talk about this because it seems like the uh IWC are up in arms like that's not what faces do they don't beat up and it's just like think about it's the, called a come up in well, but I look like, at it as, as look at the, look at the look at the, the circumstances she came to their locker room to talk trash then they pointed out okay well who's we you're by yourself and then she tries to throw water in their face yeah. i don't know she, many she people had, in general perfect in, chance to just leave unharmed yeah. so and exactly so to me it's like Take in general just, there's whatever. not a lot of people in general that would let that ride no right so no. to me and or it's like that's like going like if stone cold caught somebody right and especially and, and, if you and, were you know, unbothered you weren't bothering no one and then they came up and spilled some shit on your face well yeah. I, guess, I guess look at it like there are faces who are badasses. Like, let's, yeah, say, true, let's, true. let's take away Stone Cold. American Badass Undertaker. Becky, maybe. You're yeah, telling yeah. me if he was, if somebody threw his spit cup at him and, and he dragged him into the locker room, you're going to go, that's not what a face is supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're not thinking that. You know I mean, mean, you're thinking, oh, he's doing what he does. Letting him know. These two <laughs> ladies kick ass, so let them kick ass. Hey, that, that's what I thought. No, so No, I, I'm with you on that for 100%. Yeah. I thought it was a good segment. I don't know why they're getting so up. I, I could, about man. It. So, so uh, and you know, I'll just go to the next segment of the way, just because it's all connecting. I mean, at this point, we see Theory. He's telling Johnny all about when he spoke to Regal, saying, I told him if he wants a title shot, he's got to go through me, <laughs> which is funny because he already did. Uh, and then we see Candace kind of hobble in. She's got a dis- uh, her shirt's all disheveled. Yeah. This was Makeup hilarious. is smeared, gum in her hair. Uh, they ask her what happened, but she says nothing before Indy walks in excited about seeing Loomis. Uh, she adds that she spoke to Regal about getting a tag title match, which she said they should have done when they were walking towards the champ's locker room, I will say, before she follows uh, Loomis behind that door. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Johnny seems like it's more to his dismay that, you know, the kids are talking to Regal now, you know what I mean, instead yeah. of just going about it their way, you know? <laughs> like, like, like Regal's like the bad the bad kid on the block. Exactly. Like. But I will say they were happy about getting that tag title shot uh, and the way they kind of leave to celebrate but give LeRae five minutes to collect herself. Uh, that was it from the way for the rest of the night. Uh, we do see an open challenge from Kushida. Uh, you uh, know. This, this was all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't write too much. Uh, I, w- I will say, I mean, nothing against Oni Lorcan, um, but, you know, when I was a little bit let down, I will say. Uh, but Kushida, you know, he does highlight winning the title in the open challenge and he wants to give the same opportunity. Where are your shoes at, and, fam? Uh, I-, I wasn't a fan of that either. Uh, but he does ask who wants the title shot. Only Lorcan answers. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, noticeably wearing no boots as uh, commentary point out how much, uh, you know, he he's a, you know, has an MMA record in real life. Uh, we do say 8-0 in Japan before you left. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, thank you. Uh, Granite Pound stalemate that leads to a uh, map-based stalemate, I'll say. Uh, we do see a rebound 
jumping cross arm bar from Kushida before the break. Uh, I did love how uh, Kushida goes for that uh, handspring back elbow, but uh, he counters with a charging European uppercut, which we're, uh, you know he's known to use all over yeah. the match. Uh, we do see a running blockbuster from Lorcan for two. You just talked about how you can't wait till he starts yelling around like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, because that's the thing. It's, is, it's I, I think different. that's why I, yeah. I'm not disappointed that it's Oni. I think it's because it sucks that he you could tell they're trying to find something for him because he's waiting for Birch to come back. Yeah. You know? True. So very true. But uh uh this uh we do see Lorkin, he starts to loudly chop down Kushida, but he absorbs every single one of them before he hits a cartwheel drop kick, fastball punch. And the hoverboard lock for the win. Uh, post-match LDF's music hits. Yeah, I saw this, And we too. see uh, Santos appear on the ramp to distract Kushida before uh, LDF attacking from behind. But MSK run out, and uh, they even the odds before chasing away the heels, which, you guessed it, um, will lead to a six-man tag next week. Uh, we do get a tag, a very clunky tag match. Imperium going against uh, Everize. Uh, we do see a pre-tape as Imperium makes their uh, entrance where they say four extra, uh, extraordinary men, one vision, which is to restore the honor of this great sport. It went from one continent to another. And just like our ring general said, Imperium will continue to expand, expand our message and power to fulfill our quest of global domination, which the, the I would say the promo was you know, longer than the match. They're trying much. to get some of them U.S. sleeper sales fans. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Fabian clobbers Martel with a big clothesline to start the match. Eichner uh, hits a big follow-away slam to Parker, then tags uh, Bartel. I almost put Barcel because, you know, Marcel Bartel. Uh, to hit their stereo basement drop kicks. At this point, Killian Danes appears oh, at ringside. I just got that. I was like, wait, you mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not the same guy. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dane appears at uh, ringside to argue with Wolf about the attack last Saw week. That. And we yeah. see Parker go for a roll up for two. Uh, Maverick runs down at 1.2, but Dane kind of cuts him off and, uh, you know, he ends up carrying him back to the back. He took a swipe at, at Wolf and he was just like on some, yo, bro. Like, yeah, like I'm, he, I'm trying to handle this. Yeah. Because yeah, again, you know, I did point out that Wolf was not in, he didn't lay a hand on him. Yeah. Like, on exa- that beat down. Exactly. So that's why I think he still let him, you know, he still let him standing where he was. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, man. He's like, yo, what's up with your boy? But he carry he carries Drake to the back before you know his yeah. temper gets the best of him. In the meantime, Imperium hit the European bomb for the win. They do hit the uh, Imperium pose at the end, and again, in my opinion, we see Marcel and Fabian kind of look towards Wolf like. I hope he's got his shit together. I hope he he's he knows always, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I because you know what I will say this. Like I hope this, this it's is hard worth not, the trouble. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I will say this because you got Nikki Cross who's been very frustrated. You got Killian Dane and you got Alexander Wolf. You got three of the four members Original, of Sanity. Yeah. So why not? Why not bring them back? Like, and you then, own the then, name, you own the concept. Then, why not? Because then you're going to have Drake trying to go out there dressed we like We don't them. want Drake. Yeah, no, no. Drake <laughs> needs to get dropped. Like, Drake Let's does not go. need to be part of that situation. At all. But anyway, we get match announcements for next week. Dakota Kai going against Mercedes Martinez, which we just talked about, and uh, Bronson Reed going against Austin Theory. If Bronson wins, he earns a future North American title match, of course. And like I said, a six-man tag, Kushida and MSK, the champions, uh, to cruise away in tag, I should say, respectfully, going against uh, Legado Del Fantasma, which I'm sure will probably play into the main event next week. But speaking of main events, that brings us to Kyle O'Reilly versus 
Ham ring grind. Damn, they gave him some time. Yeah, I was bit. at that point. I was like fifteen. Shit. Okay. Well, uh, but I will say this: this is important. Uh, before the match starts, Kyle is shown walking his way to the ring when Cross and Scarlet are standing near Gorilla position, smiling at him. They do share a brief stare down uh, before Kyle makes his entrance. Uh, as the match does start, we get a technical stalemate, which we kind of knew would happen. Uh, it leads to Grimes telling Kyle to kiss his grits, which I will always love. Uh, commentary notes how Grimes has been after the UE. IP as Barrett mentions he has several core IP that Grimes can not only take off his hands but he'll pay him <laughs> to buy while Tom or is it Tom who, what's the what's or Vic That's Vic hilarious. tells him nobody wants any of that That's <laughs> yeah, like, I, you, you don't want somebody's core and NT NFTs bro I was I, I thought it was worth that. that's the only reason I brought I got up. a couple bull hammers for you yeah That's uh, and, and to add to I guess this new attitude of Kyle I don't this only reason I brought this up was he does hit this vicious jumping knee uh, strike to Grimes right in the chin and then he kind of curiously does his snapmare slap like he, he snapmares him and then kind of like does this pose and just smacks him and, and and like immediately vic goes that's cool kyle you know so i was just like oh oh i didn't know you i didn't realize y'all were cool like that well it was just weird <laughs> that like okay so we're gonna start seeing some of this in the offense too okay vic knows. um one of the big highlights that a lot of people are talking about even though he's done it before is the big backflip deadlift german suplex that uh, grimes got before the break uh and we do see him whip kyle cor- corner to corner back to back in that bret hart spot you know the chest first right to the turnbuckle uh he continues working over the neck uh, and then we see kyle hit that usual combo uh and lock in a heel hook but grimes does get a rope break at some point, Grimes goes for that spinning uh, sit-out power slam he likes to do, and I like this because Kyle kind of took in what I would consider a page out of Finn's book because he floats over and gets that front neck lock, you know, like, like Finn would do before prepping for the 1916. But then Grimes does take another sw- uh, another go at it, and he succeeds with that uh, spin-out uh, sit-out power slam he likes to do, which is a really good move, I will say, for a guy his size. Uh, this uh, starts to break down. We see uh, Kyle go for the rebound clothesline, but Grimes counters with a moonsault slam. He's been killing that lately. And uh, finally, we see Kyle eat a super kick from Grimes, but he does hit the rebound clothesline, hits him with the knock the F out, brain buster, and the diving knee drop for the win, like a combo. <laughs> uh, like, did all his moves right after the other. Just um, And I think maybe just to not make Grimes look so bad, you know what I mean, with the loss, where he had to eat a bunch of uh, Kyle's top-tier offense for the L. But uh, post-match, we do see Kyle get his hand raised, much to fanfare uh, in the, I won't say the Thunderdome, but the CWC. Uh, and yeah, he gets the victory to end the show, man. That was NXT this week, so... Uh, yeah, I was surprised because I thought maybe with the 15 and showing uh, Cross that maybe there was going to be more. But uh, I, I'm no. I'm more surprised that we didn't hear from Finn. Still, well, a lot of people are noting too um, that he's yet to respond or break his silence on social media. I figure as much. Yeah, so I think he's really playing it up. Mm. And I and I, I'm gonna be honest, I don't need to see him that that soon. Um. You know what I mean? With I do. <laughs> I think Cross needs to have a moment. You know what that's I mean? that's so. true. That's true. I mean, it, again, it's kind of weird. This the this eclipse of you know, Cross had the same exact thing happen to him that Finn that happened mm. to Finn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Literally, mm. like the same match that he wins the title is when he, he has to give it up. So, and you know what? Irony uh, strikes because uh, I just wanted to add this was Cross was in an interview um, and he added how when he did get hurt and had to give up the title, Finn was the guy that talked to him. So I thought that was really cool because, you know, off screen, Finn has definitely had to do the same thing with the arm injury. He's definitely been in those same fucking shoes. You know what I'm saying? And I thought that was pretty cool to, uh, for him I mean, to be able the, to. The, what happened in this situation is he, he he because that's what happened with him and Kevin Owens when he got hurt. Well, it wasn't Kevin. It was Seth. 
No, 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 no. Kevin Owens ended up taking the Universal title after he lost. Remember, it was a fatal four-way for the vacant oh, title. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. But it was because he beat Seth. No, and, I no, I know. Yeah. What I'm saying is Finn became Kevin Owens in the situation by taking the belt while Cross had to go back and rehab before he came back. Oh, you're talking about, in, yeah, in, yeah, I, I got what you're saying. In, in having to pick up, yeah. Yeah, but pick up I, the ball. But like yeah. I said, I just thought it was a cool little degrees of separation because he he has lived, he's worn both sets of shoes, basically. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, speaking of injury, this is breaking. Uh, Randy Orton actually suffered a shoulder injury on Monday in his match against Matt Riddle. And I blame Vince because Vince had advertised the first time meeting of him versus Braun all week. Literally, yeah. social media were still posting it an hour before the show started. And they said Vince, not only did he get there noticeably late, like very late. Yeah, he got late. He yeah, changed he, the whole show, and if yeah. who knows, maybe if he didn't change it, I don't know. So. It's it's not. It says that uh, they don't know the extent of what happened, but Randy, I guess he was fighting out of the corner when Riddle went to give him a uh, uh, an exploder. Mm-hmm. Randy didn't take the exploder; he blocked it, and then it says that he pulled back into this very dramatic punch. And then he punched him, and then from that point forward, he could no longer use his right arm. He was throwing forearms with his left arm. It looked horrible. Mm. Uh, it's like that one day when he punched the mat and the shoulder went out. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Damn, they bringing us some old shit. At this time, there's no word on the severity of the injury that Randy Orton just believed that I suffered last night, or I guess this is Monday, so this is a couple days old. Uh, but, yeah, it says that he finished the match without needing immediate medical attention. Um, crazy. Uh, another thing that's crazy and it's not it's all right i mean it's a little two word uh sent or two sentence uh story ronda rouse is four months pregnant <laughs> she spelled she said she was gonna take that time away to focus on you know starting a family and i guess she well, finally I, was able to do it you know say like it's been I, a while. I, I know she was shooting a movie i know she hurt her hand and almost chopped you know yeah off finger, but oh, it's like yeah, crazy yeah. for me to think like so you left before becky and becky now got pregnant after and delivered yeah she <laughs> before you damn that's you crazy you just you just can't you just can't get out of becky's shadow can't you i'm just saying like it's ah uh, <laughs> oh, shit man but um uh that's all i really have i mean i, I did get some news that i guess aw is planning on doing aggressively quote-unquote aggressively touring uh, to, again in July. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's why I, I did. I did hear they announced yesterday they they planned to. Uh, well, everyone's laughing about it because there was a botched uh, tweet, I guess, where it just said Jim Ross sits down on Wednesday, <laughs> and it, it's obviously with somebody, but that's all it said. So everyone's like, "Oh, they're putting butts in seats this week." Oh, like, oh, like, which that I mean, it's funny because that's a that's actually his job is to sit down and then, Boom. <laughs> and then B you got Tony, who's the one who said it, who's mm. sitting down next to him. Uh, but you know what? That was NXT. We're going to take a quick break here, and uh, we're going to get right back with the uh, brand warfare here and uh, get on to the AEW Dynamite coverage. We'll be right back. Hey, yo, what's good, man? It's Quincy Jones, girl, and I'm here with my tag team partner, Doc Les. Hey, yo, what's good, bro? Hey, yo, 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 hip-hop hybrid in the building. What it do? I just got one announcement to bring to him, but I know I can't do it alone. Nah, I mean, I you know, we tell him to check out these shirts, you know what I mean? We tell him to check out these podcasts, and, you know, but, but we don't tell a lot about this hip-hop hybridness Ooh. and you know we got a new track i think they should check it out know what you think man i, I think you, you know you're right on track right there quincy jones go you know that's why i like it that's why you're my tag team partner and not just any tag team partner the greatest tag team partner in the world i might add and that's what we here to talk about man world's 
greatest tag team. Yes, yes. Tower Gang, Mega Towers. We are here. You're looking at them. Def- definitely, it is Quincy Jones. Go, Doc Lesnar. We've been doing it for more than twenty years. Twenty plus. You guys know a better duo? Name them, and we'll put them in the dirt. All I'm saying is this track right here. Right here. This track right here. Right here. <laughs> if y'all ain't got the punchlines, then your arms are just too short. The box. With some wrestling gods. I like that, Quentin. I like where you're at. Now go ahead and check it out on any of your favorite major platform right now. iTunes, Pandora, anywhere in between, man. Apple Music, Tidal, anywhere that you can listen to music in the world, you're going to hear the world's greatest tag team. Doc Lesnar featuring Quincy Jones. Go and look out for that This Is Awesome EP. Soon to be dropped. Very soon. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third year? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? What is going on? Yep. It's only fair. It's only fair. Mm-hmm. We get on the other side of the <clears throat> brand warfare. I don't know if that if that wear is right, but for now, feels right. I mean, I know other people have definitely used that. When they were doing the reviews during the time, but you know, I digress. Let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. You mean light the fuse, my friend? Uh, I'm sorry. Let's light the fuse. I don't think and we've ever boom, yeah. my dude. Have we ever not said that? Yeah, <laughs> I, it did feel weird trying to do that tra- Just trying transition, to try to right? Yeah. Intro into How it. dare I? Anyway, but you know, we kick it off. Uh, we do. Hangman Page versus Absolute Ricky Starks. Absolutely. First meeting between these two, uh, match starts off kind of slow before Starks tries for an early leapfrog, but Hangman catches him out the air with a scoop slam. Hangman hits the patented slingshot crossbody to the outside as he follows up with a fallaway pump handle for a near fall. Now, for some reason, that move was new to a lot of viewers, by the way. What, the, the, the pump p- handle and a half? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, he, I think it may be new because he, like, picks and shoots. He doesn't bring it out all the time. Exactly. Like, Thank you, exactly. But he's done it. Like, I remember him in ROH doing it. Yeah. Like, back when we used to catch mm-hmm. those uh, Vegas shows, yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Starks takes, uh, takes over using a little bit of, you know, work and holds, wear down page a little bit, cutting off any momentum, you know, the, the whole uh, 101 of, of, of heel work, you know. Uh, scary spot though, where Hangman tries for a German. Mm-hmm. Starks uh, tries to float over, nearly lands on his head before actually landing on his feet. But I was like, "Yo, you Loki hit the, like that was scary." Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was crazy. But uh, from there, Starks tried for a springboard. So I was like, "I guess he's cool." But then, <laughs> then he got clocked with a huge ass clothesline. I was like. I don't know if he's cool after that one though. <laughs> like that was ooh. The okay. first one didn't get him. The second one. Did yeah, it. it was. It was just. Oh man, I felt bad. Uh, but uh, from there, uh, you know, we had uh, Paige. He uh, hit a uh, was it the followaway slam, deadlift, uh, brainbuster, near fall, misses a sliding lariat. Uh, Starks hit a sit out power bomb for a near fall. Then Paige yeah, liger bomb, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like how they. I love when they do call it that. Like mm-hmm. you know, the, the black tiger bomb, the liger bomb, like the, the different variations mm-hmm. of what it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have uh, Starks. Uh, oh, he tried for the. Um, uh, oh, yeah, oh, that's what I'm sorry. Avalanche followaway slam. For a near fall, Paige tried for the buckshot. Starks hit him with the spear instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Starks tries for the Rushambeau after he kicked out of that. Paige counters, and it was weird. He tapped him out with like a modified version of the bully choke. Yeah, I, w- I was actually, uh, it looked pretty cool because even he teased the dead eye 
at first before he hit that. But yeah, I um, it, it was weird to see him use that submission. But yeah, I mean, I know he he was feigning the leg well, or the was, ankle for or or his heel for the majority true. of the match too. So. I, I was wondering though if that was supposed to be like a message to Mox, seeing he's like number one. Or I guess Mox is not, uh, he's not the champ. He's not. I don't even yeah. know what he ranks, but uh, but I was wondering if that was like a like a subtle like. I see you, John. Type yeah, of, you I, know mean, what I mean, the, and it like, yeah, because it's that's definitely uh, one of Mox's favorite moves to use. But I thought it was curious how he added like the leg stretch, which again, I mean, the I felt like that was the only reason uh, he used that move to win was just, I guess, just just to make him lose, but not definitively, you know, with a with a finish because Starks is money, you know. So, well, but yeah, I mean, it, it was. Uh, I'll say. Interesting matchup. Um, I'm not mad at it uh, because I, I do believe that. Uh, well, I mean, we, have, did, we, we did get some post-match here. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was a little, but now that I remember, because, you know, obviously it prompts a, a match for next week. Um, we did get Team Taz kind of showing, you know, their ass. I mm -hmm. mean, I say that because they, you know, didn't quite get the job done. But, yeah. uh, you know, you got Taz who's at ringside. He's like, you know, telling him to watch his back. And then like, oh, yeah, and then Hook, <laughs> Hook comes in, and oh, what do you know? That is what I forgot. Hook yeah. did. He, he did corner Starks. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he, he was putting down some the, some of the worst working stops I've seen. Yeah. Um, because he wasn't even hitting them. Like, I was watching with the placement. I was like, oh, he's okay. Yeah, he wasn't placing them very well, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, we did get Cage coming out for the look, look at the powerbomb page. Mm -hmm. Cage page already got it mixed up right there. Yep. Uh, but Dark Order come out uh, for the save again. You know, friends in dark places. Mm -hmm. But you know, they had to put the, the t shirt over. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I, um, I laughed at how fast Cage got out. He's like, I ain't getting jumped. <laughs> he's like, Yo, <laughs> the is biggest that, dude yo, here. I'm not getting jumped. And, and the <laughs> second biggest dude got a mask on. He's on cocaine. Half the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. Screw that. Yeah, seriously. Uh, we did get footage of the elite ri arriving to the arena with their own trailer. Nothing more, nothing left to say here. But nope. uh, drip. We did get a, uh, <laughs> I don't know, because I just, I was looking, I was like, Obnoxious I was like, trip. look at Nick, and then I was like, look at Matt. I was like, <laughs> Matt's like, yeah, let me get the shortest shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, seriously. More of that. <laughs> uh, we had Penta El Zero versus Trent. Mm -hmm. uh, I love how uh, uh, Justin Roberts actually hit it on a yeah. commentary. I know Trent? it's been a while since we heard it. Mm -hmm. uh, first official match back from injury, that torn pec, uh, Alex Abrahantas. Cornering Penta as Orange Cassidy got uh, Trent's back. Mm -hmm. uh, Trent hits a standing meteor off the rebound. I thought that was clean. i never seen that before. Oh, yeah. That's one of his um, favorites to do. Follows yeah. up with the Tope Con Hilo to the outside pretty early. Penta mm -hmm. actually hits the sling blade for a near fall as well. Penta tries for the, the Fear Factor or the package power driver. I think the Fear Factor is a double team version. Mm -hmm. uh, but Trent counters. No, nah, he, he calls it a Fear Factor. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Okay, yeah. never mind. But Trent counters with the rolling elbow before hitting the, the jumping springboard tornado DDT out the corner real early as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Gops out, or I guess not Gops out provides, but uh, I forgot his name. Penta hits a springboard destroyer uh, spot right after, though. And I was just like, come on, man. Like, yeah, both man down for the picture and pictures. Like I get it, but I'm like, come on, bro, wow. this got dumped on your head. Like, yeah, I felt like uh, he knows sold a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, from here we got Panther trying for the backstabber, but Trent hits the half and half suplex, followed by the running knees again. He pulling out all the stops pretty early That's in this match, man. Right, or no, uh, um, right. uh, Panther takes over with the backstabber. Finally catches Trent and the Panther driver for the near fall. Panther tries for the fear factor on the apron, but Trent counters with the pal driver on the apron of his own. Uh, Trent hits. I don't know how much he got of it, but it was. I mean, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, Trent hits the big spear on the outside as well before Alex grabs the mic and says that Penta gave him a message to translate, saying that he sucks, his friend sucks, and his mom sucks. And you know, you can't talk about oh, Sue yeah. like that. Trent grabs a chair, incensed, chases Alex into the ring as the ref gets in between them, and then you see Orange Cassidy is actually behind Alex, 
looking to kind of, you know, put the beat down on him, hands in pockets, but Penta super kicks him in the back of the head, mm-hmm. takes him out. Trent goes to help Cassie, but of course, Alex then hits him in the head with the microphone. All I put here was parentheses Kenny Omega, let it breathe. We can't be using this finish all the time because yeah. they put a lot into that when it comes to him and how he wanted it. You know yeah. what I mean? But, and we talked about the use of the microphone last week in uh, Jericho versus Dax. But, true, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did talk. You're right. Uh, but, you know, Penta got the finish here, hits the package pile driver for the win. You know, mm-hmm. I was surprised they, they gave it to. Penta, even though I know he's been on a roll since, uh, you know, sort of yeah. since Trent's been out. But, I mean, Trent, all I'll say like, is um, you know. it was a great matchup, good uh, return for Trent, even though it had all the hodgepodge going on. All I'll say is I didn't think the apron pile driver needed to happen. It had a lot, no. a lot of action without yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And then I just... You know, I, I like the Batman version of the, of, the, of the gimmick, but I just keep getting confused about the placement of Lucha Bros or maybe Penta specifically. He's like a face, then he's yeah, not. Yeah, because he's, he's like tag he, team. He, he's, then he's with Death Triangle, then he's doing yeah. his own thing. I and mean, his music, he has it was solo music. music. Yeah, yeah, I was going to so. say. I mean, which is not, you know, he should have solo music. You know, he's not yeah. just a tag team guy, but. Yeah, I know what you mean, because it's like one week is this, one week he's with these guys. It's tough to keep up with them. The, I, and I know that yeah. this is bridging off the whole. You know, best friends, don't forget you guys jumped us. We didn't forget a year ago, even though everyone else forgot. Yep. I get it. It's the next step in that. But, yeah, I, I just get puzzled about their direction sometimes. So, Like, it would have been better if you said, you're the reason why I hurt my pack, but it's, it's a year I mean, removed. Like, well, you know? I look at it as Death Triangle had that amazing match last week, and Penta wasn't there to corner them. And then it's like he's true, here now, true. and it's like he doesn't seem to feel bad about that loss or anything. You know, so I don't, he's more concerned about Orange Cassidy. That was like, interesting that he wasn't even out there. Yeah. Considering, especially, they've been saying we're gonna hear her to take all the belts, and then they've been like throwing some shots at Kenny Omega. That's yeah. obviously the the Bucks. You know, it seems like friend. he's got his own agenda going on. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's like trying to figure out what what that agenda is from a week to week basis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Jim Ross pre tape interview with the the pickle. Oh, oh the pineapple. The pineapple. Oh. oh, the pinnacle. Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to. I'm just having fun. I'm having gotcha, a man. I'm having a giraffe. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJF breaks down Jericho's promo last week, as they called it the Immortal promo, which was uh, yeah, that was all right. But he did get gifted a new silk scarf mm-hmm. from Tully, uh, who was home writing the plays for Blood and Guts. Uh, I did like that little adage. Because, yep. uh, you know, Tully does make the package a little – it's legit. You know yeah. what I mean? But so mm-hmm. when you see him without, you're like, okay, I like that they, he gave his boys some space to talk on their own. Yeah. Even though uh, we didn't get anything from Dax and Cash. I don't know why. I mean, we only – a lot of people were complaining, and I, I know you want to get to the verbiage. It just felt like uh, even though it was a sit-down with the whole crew, it felt like – uh, MJF featuring a small adage from Wardlow. Yeah, you know, and everyone else. Just and and Wardlow did good though. He actually, yeah, he did. you know, uh, I mean, we haven't really seen him in this spot a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he can talk because he's been on BTE. Uh, I mean, he's oh, yeah, done yeah. different stuff. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see that he actually got a little bit of spot here. Uh, he's usually doing the the big man lap doc thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Wardlow makes light of Jericho's uh, immortal promo being nearly perfect until he stumbled, uh, you know, on his words while he was mentioning him. Which is true. Um, MJF talks about him being, uh, you know, hanging around a bunch of B's so he can look like an A. Yeah. And only wrestles A's so he doesn't look like a B. Mm. And I was like, I had to break that down a little bit. I, I had to write it down. <laughs> mm. Says, yeah, the Jericho Rub consists of wrestling against wrestlers who are already over with the fans and then taking credit for set popularity post-match, including Omega, pa- uh, Hangman Page, Cody Rhodes, John Moxley, Orange Cassidy, and he names himself. Yeah. Says that him, this idea of him being great for 25 is horse shit. 
that he's great, period, and says at 25, Jericho was curtain jerking on <laughs> WCW Worldwide, which I popped for. I'm pretty sure Jericho um, handed that to him. Possibly. He's yeah, like, he's like man, what, was I, what was I doing at 25? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, says he's a top guy hanging around other top guys. Says he's already beat Jericho, so I guess that makes him better than him, and he knows it. Says that, he's, that he is a mark, but not a mark for him, but he's a mark for his spot because mm-hmm. when you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top. So. I love that. Yeah, that was a good way to end it. Um, I liked it. The only thing is, again, I, I just think it's weird um, and it's a little glaring. The Tully guys aren't talking. The guys who are the direct link to the playmaker, who they mentioned yeah. is at home, you know, coming up with the plays. They, they but, but they're that. the one. Yeah, I just felt like that was kind of weird. You see half of Dax's face, you know, when MJF brings up Jericho, he just went against Jericho. You would think there'd be some interaction or, hey, man, you uh, how's your head feeling or something. Like, yeah, it, it just felt yeah. like they weren't really given much I mean, and they were just. Cash they just, had nothing to say about getting hit by uh, Tyson. Yeah, right. You know what and, I mean? And I thought maybe if anyone could be silent, it should be Cash. Maybe because he, you know, got his jaw wired shut yeah. or something. But I'll say yeah. this. At the end of the day, it looked like a boy band where the two front men were the only ones talking in an interview. That's kind of how it came off to me. Now I think about it, he's like, no, I ain't ain't sewing my my jaw shut for KFAB. I did that for real. That shit sucked. I was like, Justin (laughs) and JC, and then you got the rest of NSYNC. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Mm -hmm. Chris. we're happy to be here. Chris Kirkpatrick. And Joey (laughs) and the other one. I can't remember. Yeah. Joey Barone. Lance. You know what I mean? Like, like those two are just chilling, and then the other two who sing. Who said two kids with the suburbs and never remember those guys. Mm. Uh, We got the first championship match of the night. Hikaru Shida defending against Ty Conti. This was a great match, man. Uh, big fight feel already. Both men start off bowing at each other. Both women. Women, sorry. Yes. I did. I wrote that. I, I'm mm-hmm. just so conditioned. I'm sorry. Uh, they trade forearms and counters for judo throws before mm-hmm. Conti finally gets it. Uh, Conti follows up with two running knees for a near fall. Sheeta takes over with a running knee of her own as she takes the fight to the outside and hits a hanging brain buster to the outside. Man, uh, Sheeta rolls her back in before we go into picture in picture. Uh, Sheeta taking over and. I noticed she was, it seemed like she was kind of fighting heel in this match. Uh, when I say that, she was like doing a lot more working holds, yeah. rope assisted attacks with, within the ref's five count. She's doing a lot of grinning to the camera. I also noticed um, there was a lot of like, oh, oh, okay, okay. You yeah, know, yeah, like, 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 let me, let me, let me respond to that friendly fire type of. Yeah, you know. it was like, I, I, I came, I came with that thing on me. But I, I, I'll <laughs> yeah. use that kendo yeah. if I got to. I, feel I almost thought that was coming. Yeah, I, yeah, like, uh, but you know what? She she hit a vicious running knee to Conti in the corner, bro. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you saw. It, it was mm-hmm. almost like a sliding knee right to her jaw. Yep. Uh, she did with the deadlift suplex from the apron into the ring. That's one of her as, favorites. Uh, Conti hits a desperation pump kick right before collapsing. She is she's precise with that thing, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, Conti starts stringing together a comeback, but she her cuts her off as the crowd boos her at one point. Uh, notice that. Mm. Conti fights back with bicycle knee, hits the free fall senton on uh, Sheeta, so at least what I called yeah. it. She was like stuck on the top rope. Uh, Sheeta counters the DD tie uh, with the Falcon Arrow for the near fall. She- I thought that was it almost. Yeah. Uh, Sheeta hits the Avalanche Witch's shot, which I guess that's, I- I've seen her do this move before. The uh, It's the Fireman Carry Backbreaker on Yeah, her knee. that's right. Yeah. But yeah. she like used the turnbuckle as the knee as opposed to like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cash um, and I think. Uh, Eric yeah, Redbeard no, both used yeah, to do that Definitely move, yeah. Cash uses that move. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conti uh, hits the, the tie KO and then tries to double up with the uh, DD tie, but 
Sheeta counters with the crunchy uh, for the near fall mm-hmm. or the gobstopper. Boom, got yeah, it. Boom, boom, full circle, bitch. Squelched. Uh, <laughs> see, uh, Sheeta hits the witch's shot uh, regular and uh, hits the katana, which I guess is the new move, the yeah, spinning the roundhouse. Yeah, the for knee. the win. Uh, was it? Was it a knee? I thought it was. It's, a, a, it's apparently a roundhouse knee. Like ah, it, okay. it's supposed to be like a, a trouble in paradise knee. Okay, yeah. Basically. I mean, I mean, the fact that she did it from from a grounded position. I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's gonna be mm-hmm. kind of nasty. Uh, but yeah, we got the the retain for the championship post match though. Britt Baker comes out to announce that she is ranked number one, or I guess she let the the uh, the video department, the media department, kind of do the talking for her. Yeah. She didn't say anything, mm. but she is now ranked number one, and uh, is pretty much letting she to know that she's coming for her title. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is what I'll say. We've been talking about this for a long time on the Quincy Jones show. It's a crime that Britt Baker has been taken away or kept away from the title for so long, but it's clearly inevitable. Uh, you know, I'm guessing double or nothing. It's going to be Baker's night. It needs to be. Um, you talked about how the fans seem to reject Sheeta a little bit in this match. I think because they realize it's time for a changing in the guard. You know what I mean? And we need a fourth. Who's going to be the fourth women's champion in, in this organization? I will say this: love the match. Almost thought Conti was going to walk away with it, especially after the uh, the TKO, like our Ty KO, which everyone uh, I'm the one that always talks about pronouncing it right. But I, it was really close, you know. Um, but I'm not a fan of the katana knee as being a finish. But hey, she does. She's getting it done, and that's what I. I mean, when, when they were calling, I was like, I don't remember seeing them call this before. I was like, maybe this is some. some, some yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I saw the uh, the in, uh, IWC. They're the ones that coined it first um, from the last time. I can't. I don't remember. That's who always it cool was. When, when they could actually come up with something cool. That's not going to be yeah. cheesy. Uh, who was it? Ryo or who was the Riho? other? Re, uh, but the other one that she fought for the title. Remember, and then they got jumped by Maki Ito and Britt Baker oh, and, and Revolution. Uh, it was it was Saka the one that she, that won that that she, tournament? She's the one that does like the Freddie Prince stuff, right? Or not the Freddie Prince, the Freddie Mercury stuff? No, right? no, 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 no. The one that won the tournament to go against she. I thought that was a, that's not the same one. No, 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 no. no that's I a kept different thinking one. she did a. Oh, oh, yeah, the one where she like after their match they were like. Forearming each yeah, other, and yeah, shit. yeah, that one, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was the last time I started doing that knee. But yeah, you're talking about Emmy Sakura. Emery, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, because they had the, yeah the the whole background with mm-hmm. the, all that. Uh, from here, we got a Miro pre-tape promo. Says another week, no sign of Kip. Says he hates unfinished business. More or less, just basically lets people uh, know and put them on notice that if you have a belt in AEW, you have a problem. The only question is which champion does he beat first? Yeah, he kind of called out Kenny and Darby, but not really. Like, I mean, you know, he's yeah. like if you got a big mouth full of impact and a face painted daddy, and I was just like, okay, dog, <laughs> you don't want another sting, dog. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, it, it was cool to see some. I mean, to see the type of people that are actually getting able to uh, interact with him in ring, even if it's like, you know, we, we did. You showed us that picture of a private party and how mm-hmm. they they met him back in the day, and it's like, yep. yo, now we're getting it. We, we taking bat shots. It's oh crazy. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's uh, that part's cool, man. Uh, anyways. We did get the inner circle in-ring interview with Tony Schiavone. I just wrote a discussion on this. I yeah. thought this was not that good at all. Santana should have finished it the way he, oh, he yeah. came Santana up on it. Oh, yeah, Santana was the best part of this. Yeah, we call from where we from. We call those bitch moves. Yeah, we don't care about the song. We don't care about... That's heel shit. We don't care about the song. We don't care about the swirly anymore. Um, we don't care about the pineapple oh, pinnacle yeah, deal. You it know seemed what I mean? like it just, he was floundering as a face, right? Like, it, it, like he it, doesn't know who Jericho as a face is in twenty twenty one. Yeah, because he's been. I think it's been too long, and I almost yeah. got to say it felt like a truncated version of last week's promo. Like it, it really but did. just all yeah. over the place, like well, shorter. He, 
but he, just not really adding yeah. anything. But hey, don't forget May fifth, May fifth, May fifth. And that's I mean, literally. I, I'm not yeah. mad at the the way he closed it. You know, you better you better hope God owns your souls because we're gonna own your asses. Not bad, but I, said I, I, different ways yeah, before. I just you know. I wasn't a fan of the. Uh, and by the way, I, I washed my ass with that scarf before. Yeah, that, that like, was so okay. desperate, dude. I was like, first of all, that's something that somebody would say to somebody else on the internet just for a li- like. Like we just yeah. I don't know if you saw that clip. Like Kevin Hart went live on IG. No, no, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. like the rocks like I peed in that tea before you drank it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it yeah, to me, that, that, that's like something he would say to the crowd during the commercial break. Like, it, like you know, just to troll them or something, or, or to get them hype or, or whatever. Like, it's it, actually the irony. It wasn't something that needed to be on live TV, but I, yeah, that's the, how I felt. The about irony it. of, uh, you know, Jericho did once pee in some tea for, for, yep. for Regal, but I never yeah, But yeah, right. like I said, they, they kind of just been more or less just tasked with continuing to promote this. Don't give away too much aside from what you already gave yeah. away, and then we're going to get, you know, eventually get to. Blood and guts. Or I mean, oh, uh, they the, obviously said we did get a parlay. Yeah, that I, were, I mean, say, I was yeah. gonna, you know, put it in with the match announcement okay, later, sure. but you know, it. I mean, well, all right. The Jack graphic Sp- looks cool, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, just like all right, what, whatever, Jack Sparrow. I, don't I know just, what I just get tired of this whole. We're gonna talk battle plans. Like, like he's always well, trying yeah, to do. The, like the last like, time he did the it, Inner Circle with, War Room. Yeah, and, 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 that and, and, thing. And then like the with the town meeting and and all. Well, this I don't stuff mind is, the time, but it seems like the war thing is a con- yeah, it was become a, little, a constant because last like, why time is it that? was when we need to re, re uh, you know reassign the ranks, and now it's like oh when we need to divulge our battle plans, and it's like dude, it's like but why does that to be a public spectacle yeah, for yeah. you to do so? Just yeah. do it and then but tell will, us what happened. I will say I'm glad consistently it's Jericho who makes who's always attached to these seconds. Yeah, I mean, I mean. It's not. It's no stranger that he's been attached to a lot of first in AEW as well, including the blood and guts that's going to happen. Obviously, coming up, uh, I think what two weeks. Yep. So you know, it'd be interesting to see how it works. But uh, we got Billy Gunn versus QT Marshall, man. Marshall. Um, Billy Gunn takes the fight Marshall. to Marshall. Uh, early as he attacks him, Aaron Solo, and Nick Hamarado, who were coming out of the entrance. Uh, see that jacket tunnel. I was talking about. Uh, you talking about just that white one? He yeah. Wears? That, that's why it was hard to spot last week. It's like who, he was just there. Just I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So I remember seeing him where it made me think about uh, that Fresh Prince episode where uh, Will drinks too much <laughs> yeah. and then he's like in the cemetery. Then there's that Bro. boxer with the robe. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, like, he's dead for yeah. sure. That's pretty funny, man. Oh yeah. man. Um, anyways, uh, uh, yeah, he, he attacks uh, pretty much the fact you're coming out the entrance tunnel. Gun hits the back suplex on the apron, Orton style. Pulls out the vintage tilt the world side slam. I was uh, happy Standing for that too. Uh, Camarado gets involved behind the refs uh, uh, back as the rest of the gun club jump the barricade. <laughs> yeah, they do. And uh, put the beat down on Don't the factory. Touch my daddy. Uh, QT takes over uh, offense and hits a power driver on Billy out of nowhere for a near fall. I thought that was um, a new finish, to be honest. Well, I mean, it's super duper heel, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, we're gonna have two power drivers on the same show. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that was the only. Um, yeah. Billy fights back and hits a standing version of the deep six, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, finish comes when uh, uh, a go go comes down to the ring, hits the bolo punch on Billy Gunn, setting him up for the diamond cutter for the win. Uh, a little post match here. We got a. Uh, you know, it looks like the factory is about to, you know, kind of pretty much tee off on uh, Billy Gunn again. But Dustin comes out for the save, uh, pretty much with a bull rope in hand to take out QT. As mm-hmm. it was weird, like because this is what I don't like is when they have chairs all around and we've seen them use steel chairs, and all of a sudden, yeah, hey, there's a Japanese uh, a wooden, wooden chair, chair under the yeah. ring that no one else has. But we're gonna yeah. use this one exactly. Um, but so he looked like he was gonna take out Billy. Of course, Dustin comes out, makes a save, takes out QT. Uh, but then, you know, pretty much uh, he ends up having to kind of go up against Camarado and he grabs the wooden chair and he hits him with it, but he no sells it. 
Yeah, no, I I thought that was like, a good look for Nick. It was, but yeah. you know what I mean. But uh, um, but he and hasn't it, done it, anything yet. I think yeah, yet. and I think that's why. I think we haven't seen much from him since his match with Moxley last week. True. He didn't do much in uh, a Gogo's debut. Uh, got, I gotta say, I do like the name of the punch, the Bolo. Like, be on the lookout. Like, I, I thought yeah. that was pretty pretty clever. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least that's giving him something. I mean, but I will say, I was very distracted by Rhodes's new paint because I couldn't tell if that was a face mask. Or paint because the way I, yeah. his mouth was moving, I got so distracted. It was like half his face. It was just yeah. lower half of his face. And, and we've seen him do it smile. before, but usually the top half is a solid color, not just plain. You know, like no paint. And I was, I think that's. I was like, I can't tell if he was halfway done. Wasn't done. I, I don't know. Like, but damn it, you caught me right before I was getting my. <laughs> that, that, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was one of those things where I thought it was um, you know it was good for Nick. I'll say. Yeah. No. I mean. Um, like I said, it was just one of those things. I'm like, for those who may not know, yeah, outside of the Moxley thing, and they barely got introduced to him last week. I think it was last week when mm-hmm. QT finally got a little bit more time, yeah, on uh, on Dynamite for. But you know, that's why I was like, all right. But again, I, I hate this to be the default. I was like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, Cornette's gonna get hot. About you know, that. I I think I finally pegged down what look he's going for. Uh, QT. I think he's going for the. Uh, it sounds funny, but like the Tony Soprano look. Well, they mentioned they were making like some references to him supposedly trying to be a mob boss or something. Oh, right? really? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, um, even though I just more or less see like uh the stuff that Kevin Hart or Kevin James used to wear in his show. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just tough because it's it, the it is shirts, up, man. It, it's definitely up the Tony Soprano like like you know lane. But I don't know. QT Marshall's not a mob boss name. The factory is not really a mob boss family name. He yeah, should actually roll with his family wife, huh? or something. Like, I mean, they showed his wife that one day. I don't, oh, know, yeah, if, yeah. I don't know if she's like trained or whatever. Obviously, she looked good. You know what I mean? Maybe they yeah, can have her be a heel, but, you know, let's not invite the whole family. I, I, out. I just feel like that just is a. That is a little pointed on strong for him, right? Well, not bit. just that. I just think it's a. It's you're welcoming the pulling of the thread of you were, you were starstruck over Allie. You know what I mean? How do we just forget that now that you have this hot wife that. You know what I mean? It's like, and then you go, why were you looking at Ali? Then you know, it's just I don't know. Anyway, but what we got next? DDP taught me the ways of of the the stalker. Not a fan (laughs) of him still using the cutter, by the way. Uh, it's weird. I mean, you would think DDP would have something to say about it, but yeah. then again, DDP had his uh, what, what the, the triad day, so eh, unless know. he's like, Yeah, because I'm making diamonds in this factory, unless that's uh, that'd that's be kind of cool, thinking, but that'd be he's not cool. saying it so. That'd be dope because he got a pretty good crop of guys that he can actually use that for. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but speaking of good crop of guys, we got a pre-taped trailer promo from uh, the Elite. And I say pre-taped because it seems like these are two different times. Yeah. Because this was, a, like you said, a whole lot of setup for a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Cutler, now the personal cameraman, is seen on BTE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suggest you go back and look. Um Matt Jackson says that his group of people, this is what I did love, because they, they kept it, they, they shot on this one a little bit. Yeah. Matt Jackson says, this group of individuals are responsible for business going up in Japan. Yep. They're the reason why there's a, a, a world famous t-shirt sold in retail stores in America, which yep. is facts. So mm-hmm. we've talked about this. Uh, and they said that this group of individuals are the ones that sparked the movement that created the revolution of all elite wrestling. And he specifically um, says elite. Yeah, it's, I mean, you hear, uh, what's the name? Uh, Nick <laughs> Nick Jackson's like, hey, you don't hear it called all Moxley or all yeah, he, elite. I was like, oh, I see where you're going with yeah. this, Nick. Nick getting in there, getting his Nick, stuff Nick's in, Nick's having dude. fun, dude. You can yeah. tell being the hill. Uh, they, they hear Omega and Kingston are back this week and challenge them to... to uh, knock on our door. <laughs> yeah. We'll be waiting for you. I thought that was actually pretty hilarious. Yeah. Kenny Omega tries then to get serious and address the yeah, cameraman. Yeah, I love this because you hear him back. Uh, oh, hey, give him room to shoot. Give him room to shoot. Yeah, dude. No, there was, uh, yeah. And then uh, and then, then there's this annoying car horn blaring in the background. You hear Callus, 
hey, we're live, pal. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. I mean, it was good at first. Just a lot and of stuff got going to, on, yeah, right? Yeah, it got yeah. to a point where it's like, yo, okay, so this many is insiders. going too long, dude. Like So many. In- oh, yeah, with the, bla- the what, car blaring. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, okay. like, And I felt like at that point there wasn't a, ever a natural reaction. Well, it was point. weird because I felt like the trailer that they were the, the supposedly shooting in from the, what they wide shot it out, I was like, yo, it looks like you guys are just in a regular locker room. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't even really look like you guys are actually, like, in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which I would be right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we go from here and we pitch to a wide shot of Moxley and Kingston in what I called a huge trunk. Uh, sorry, huge truck. Yeah, one four notch, by four. Uh, one notch down from a monster truck. I mean, mm-hmm. we couldn't give them the full Stone Cold treatment, right? Yeah. Uh, as they ram the trailer and then they take pipes to it as they break out the windows. Yeah, tire but, iron, too. Uh, magically, the elite are not even inside the trailer. WTF, question mark, question mark. Very underwhelming. Like I told you uh, in a separate chat, I just felt like a lot of setup for an underwhelming result. I it felt like it made the faces look stupid. And then on top of that, you it have really them did. scrambling to do the on-screen synergy thing again. It's like, clearly these guys are friends. It, you know, they need to really write something. Yeah. I will say, stop yeah. stop, stop <laughs> riffing. Like, that was probably the yeah. only good thing that came out of that. Because you hear the crowd pop for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I think but, it's weird to hear Ambrose just go on the fly like that. You're yeah. like, I don't know what his actual know natural... Is, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know what his natural sense of humor is. Where it's like, yeah, it, you know, so when he does say stuff, you're like, oh, that was surprising. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. So <laughs> uh, from here, we got uh, Powerhouse, uh, Will Hobbs versus Christian Cage. Obviously, there was a little bit, I guess this, this was an extension of that over con- uh, open contract we had last week. So mm-hmm. that, that never happened. But yep. uh, Taz on commentary, as he says, Team Taz is banned from ringside. Uh, Hobbs with the power game real early on Christian. Cage hits the drop kick uh, to Hobbs through the ropes on the outside. But Hobbs quickly globs him with the North and Lariat. Uh, Hobbs continues to use his strength to dominate throughout the picture in picture as uh, Christian fights back and tries for the kill switch at one point, but Hobbs just counters and hits a huge bill across the ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cage fights back with the pendulum kick and the diving European uppercut for a near fall. Uh, he's playing the hits now with the standing rope choke into the uh, the slingshot uh, slap oh, yeah. from the floor, but Hobbs hits the big spine buster out of nowhere, another near fall there. Uh, we got Hobbs trying for the ten count punch on the turnbuckle, which I was like, that was a weird yeah. thing to do as a as a, a heel. Uh, but Cage power bombs him out of the corner and hits the frog splash for another uh, n- another huge near fall. I gotta say, I popped on that because Christian actually used to hit that fall forward power bomb when he was still That's wearing true. the uh, goth shirt. No, you're right. Hair, so. Yeah, no, see, yeah, we were talking about that, and like when, when when Matt Hardy was still hitting the black uh, tiger bomb when he was yeah, still just like, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cage possibly looks to go for the spear or some sort of, some sort of running attack. I only say that because Taz put it in there. Yeah. Uh, but he runs right into a brick wall as uh, Hobbs sets up for uh, the. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He hits the 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 running hip splash for two. Yeah, I didn't even know he was using that. No, nah, dude, not right. It was like a two and nine tenths. Yeah. That was like really close. Yeah, barely solid. Uh, Hobbs, uh, Hobbs, <laughs> Hobbs looks to set up the the Oklahoma Slam or what he calls town business. Shout out the pass. Mm, okay. Uh, if, you, if you're in the battle rap scene. Yo, you always used to say that every time. Oh, okay. Town business from us at Oakland shit. Uh, he hits the slam into the corner, but as he goes for the running uh, power slam, Christian's able to slip over, hits the kill switch for the win. I mean, that was pretty much it. We did get a little weird kind of post-match as Starks comes out to check on Hobbs. Uh, still limping from that ankle earlier, yeah. but like him and Cage like kind of lock eyes for a bit. Yeah. So, but uh, And see, that's the thing is I, I, I would like to see uh, and Christian, by the way, not Brian. Brian didn't come out, but Christian Cage. Uh, 
I would like to see those two, him and Starks. I think I talked about it the week when you know he tried to go, hey, we want you on Team Taz. It's like, and we talked about it with Mark. It should have been like, oh, well, let me see how you guys work out. Let me get in the ring with one of them. You know what I mean? And stretch that, that, that would have been a really good, I think, first one. Because I mean, go, can these guys even have my back? I don't even yeah, know who these guys are. Because now, you know, he's. I feel like he's going backwards. He went Hobbs with Starks, but I, I get it. It's out of experience. You know? What yeah. I'm saying? But I, I think, think size wise, you think Starks? Because Hobbs was Hobbs. the last. I mean, I mean, we're not going to include Hook because he has no yeah. choice. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, by really? by like recruitment status, yeah, he was the 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 most recent to go in. So it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, from here we got uh some match announcements. Pentagon L Zero or whatever he's going by these days, will be facing Orange Cassidy next week. We got Chris Statlander also, uh, who is, is weird. It said Orange Cassidy has a match, but Orange Cassidy is going to also corner her. Yeah. While she's going to be facing Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian in her corner, which I thought was worth mentioning because yeah. obviously we haven't seen him. Yeah, no, Miro's I, been looking for uh, him. Yeah, so. I, I, I really hope Miro just comes running down the ramp like a maniac, I mean, chasing I, him. I, I, Dynamite just... Totally snitched out his. They, they, they dropped. Yeah, the, yeah. They dropped the Addy for, for sure. For, for, <laughs> he's been to pull up on yeah, him. Yeah, dropped week. the pin on him. Yeah, yeah he did. Uh, uh, Young Bucks versus uh, I call the Sidell brothers. It's, uh, they didn't really explain, but they say yeah. it was a tag team eliminator match. Yeah, tag team championship. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it's like a, if you beat the. Cha- I don't know. I couldn't tell. Yeah, it was. It was very curious in the way they announced it. Yeah, right. Uh, we did get uh, what the Factory versus the Nightmare Family. So it's going to be Dustin Rhodes, Billy Gunn, and Shotty Lee Johnson versus mm-hmm. QT Marshall, Nick Camarado, and Aaron Solo. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we we talked about the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle having their parlay, and then of course. Uh, Brian Cage versus Hangman Page. Page Cage, uh, Christian Cage, uh, Ethan Page. It's all the rage. Uh, it's all the rage. Rage in the cage. <laughs> What's my age again? <laughs> oh, no, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, you'd think they would try to separate these folk. But mm. uh, uh, from here, we did get a uh, Jade Cargill pre tape promo. You know, I was telling you, I felt like they didn't go too harder with the usual pre tapes that they usually do. We usually get a multiple, yeah. but this was like probably a healthy dose of. Matches and segments in this one, they didn't. They didn't do too much. Yeah, like I said I, I would have done better with the elite stuff, but yeah, I whatever. felt like some of the character work. And I know we'll get to the main event in a second, but I thought some of the character work could have been upped this week. And so, I mean, because you got you got to build to May fifth, and um, I mean, the one thing I did like too is we did definitively definitively here. It is only one match. Yeah, that is going to be uh, well, blood and guts. Yeah. Turn, I don't know if it's one match for the whole event, but. One blood and guts match, and we were, you know, we we're speculating. There's a lot of, um, I guess, gang warfare starting around. So, but yeah. By the way, I just noticed we still haven't heard anything from uh, from Cody after getting like being part of that like group attack from the Nightmare Family. Yeah, see, I'm wondering too. I, I mean, mean, was that you think that was done to write him off? Since his, I'm sure his baby would be here. It's probably pretty, yeah, fairly soon. I would. You know think. what I mean? So, yeah, because I'm curious too. I mean, what are they going to do with Mox and Eddie coming blood and guts? I mean, especially if it's not going to be a blood and guts match. It's like, how do you? I just think Mox needs to be written off like desperately right now oh i mean mean? it's weird that they they got five yeah you know but then like they got two and it's like yo let them find like three guys to bring to the table and we can make it interesting i mean you know do what wwe does and i hate to say that because you know that's what we that's exactly why we don't watch you know that's why we watch aw not you know for for them not to do what they do but it's like put one at the beginning of the match or at the beginning of the program put one at the bottom of the program like you know what i mean well i did Um, hear that uh Kenta tweeted out that he's heading back to the States for some reason. So it makes me wonder, you know, maybe him, a couple Tongans might come around. I mean, it is weird because they did have him tag with Kenny, but then he didn't really show that he was part of it. Like, like, I don't know. They just kept trying to frame it. Yeah. Callous, but I don't know. But But anyway, yeah, yeah, we had the Jade Cargill pre-tape promo here. Says that she's short and sweet. 
mm-hmm. says that there are managers in AEW looking to sign her. Uh, shows Matt Hardy offering her yep. uh, his services for a wee fee, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, also shows uh, Vicky, who barely pronounces her name correctly, mm-hmm. uh, but says she'd be perfect for uh, her stable of women who are empowered, strong, and love championships. Yeah. Got I put, that aesthetic going. I put so. dot, dot, dot because I'm like, well, you can't have two women in the same division that love championships. Yeah. Uh, you, but, got, you got the one so far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't then, know if you got it. This is only the only complaint I had about this. You know, you had Jay that says, you know, she doesn't need a manager because she's her own boss, which was, I, th- I don't think she needs one either. Yeah. But then she goes, so if anyone's looking to sign me, you better have a hell of a deal. But I'm like, you just said you don't need one. Well, I felt like it was a good, it, it made sense. It meant like, I I am so confident that I don't need one that if you, but if you Gonna think, waste the breath and effort to yeah, try yeah, to court Yeah, 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 then me, you yeah. better come correct with like an unbelievable deal. You it's know gotta I mean? be something like work, like what? Yeah. I, yeah it's true. tough though, but I, I, it's hard not to think that Stokely Hathaway is in the wrong organization. Ooh. It should be over here with yeah, her. Yeah, I mean... I don't think she needs one though. I, I ain't gonna lie. Like I don't think she need. I mean, unless it's like, yeah, I can't think of it. Mm. I can't. Th- and then I don't want to see her with Vicky or Matt, to be honest. Yeah. Or it's Taz, to be honest. It could be someone new. Man. It could be Big Swole. Yeah. Seriously. That'd be kind of clean. Yeah, we'll see. No, they, they got some history, but you know, whatever. Anyways, we get the, to the main event: AEW TNT Championship. Darby Allen, the reigning champion, is taking on Jungle Boy. Both are uh, cornered by. Well, actually, uh, my bad. This is a misprint. It's Jeff Hardy versus Edge. Um, uh, <laughs> no, but it, it was actually really cool to see this. You know, it was almost like how, you know, us watching whether it's Darby and MJF. Yeah. Whether it's uh, Jungle Boy and MJF. Or, I mean, in this case, you know, I don't. We know that they've had, uh, obviously, some battles before between Jungle Boy and Darby um, mm-hmm. the, on the indies and stuff. But I think it's their first time on AEW TV, right? I would say so, yeah, against each other, one on one. And. You're right. I mean, I, I thought this was cool because not only, you know, it was a main event, but it was picked by, uh, apparently there were the fans that got to vote on who they wanted him to, you know, answer, who wanted, who they wanted oh, him to answer the opening open Yeah, so yeah. Jungle Boy won, you know, with a resounding vote. So I thought that was really cool if that's something they're going to I want to know who the other votes were. For, yeah, I, I'm curious too, but I hope that if they keep doing that, that they always shuffle it with like three New names every time. Like I, I, the two I, that didn't get picked aren't like thrown. I'm back just in saying, or like Sean Spears, man. <laughs> no, Seriously, what's up with those title uh, opportunities, MJ? I'm saying. Anyway, um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I only wrote down a few spots here that I thought were cool, like uh, the fact that they finally uh, called it because there's so many times where you see this move in, in the uh, in the pinning combination of it where they don't call it, but it was a tiger suplex. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, uh, Jungle Boy hit those suicide dives in the tope con hello. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had the, the, the apron coffin drop from Darby. Yeah. Um, you know, the over-the-shoulder stunner, as I call oh, it. It, it looked re- Yeah, it looked really great. Um, these guys work really well together, man. Um, Yo, that superplex Darby did where he got <laughs> up to his feet and fell down, I was like, yeah, that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen, and I don't think he did that on purpose. Like, that just seemed like... All torque and just and momentum, yeah, like yeah. Just, yeah, revelations, just, just yeah. like oh, and okay, well, oh, now I'm, I'm gonna I'm sell a, it. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna roll with the recoil, exactly, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like this match a lot. I thought, I mean, they had a solid. I think it was 15, almost 20 minutes. I like the tenacity um, shown by Darby too. I mean, it was clearly his match to win. Yeah, the Jungle was trying to take it to a more finesse based, uh, you know, a competition, and Darby was just really sticking to his guns with that gritty. You know, like he almost like it's not like he was cheating to win. He was just you know, to just and not even cheap shots, just was doing what he could to survive. If that makes yeah, sense, yeah, that, you know that's. I mean? I mean, I think that's uh, breaking he, the eyes. He, he ingrains you know, to get a out lot of, of submissions that. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think he he does ingrain a lot of that in his offense based on the fact that he knows he's going to be a the smaller yeah opponent underdog. The ma- yeah, yeah, the majority of his uh, you know matches. You know what I mean? Just based on his size. So mm-hmm. he's like, hey man, 
I, if I got to poke this big motherfucker's eyes to get him on his knees and then I could chop him down, then that's exactly what I'm, I got to do, man. You know, and I, I don't blame him for it. Um, but, you know, I did, like I said, I did uh, like this match. I thought it showcased both guys in terms of the future of AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I thought these guys, I, I would love to see this match again. I mean, we did get the uh, the the finish here where uh, Darby, what does what, he call it? He uses the, uh, uh, the, uh, the last. The last supper. Last supper, yeah. It was I like a, want to like say a dinner. Pen. I know it's not dinner, yeah. Um, it's and like then, that you know, bigger four grapevine pin he does, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you, you also had, obviously, uh, you know, Jungle Boy was utilizing that, was it the, the, the bear trap or what you yeah call it? yeah the uh the snare trap snare trap mm-hmm. thank you um and he had him in it for a while too man um but i thought yeah it was a good match um darby obviously he had to, he, he used the pinning combination to win i feel like that's kind of been a lot of his uh offense too but i mean that's mm-hmm. how you that's how you protect both guys you know what i mean yeah definitely um, uh and then they, they let him get the coffin drop on the bigger name so i, I think i thought it was a, a smart move to kind of allow jungle boy you know, same amount of offense. These guys, again, both banged out, both shown what, what the feature is for AEW. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the feature of AEW, we did uh, have some post-match uh, action here. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page hit the ring and uh, attacked Darby. Yeah. Uh, they kind of uh, put Jungle the boots. Boy, yeah, I was going to say they, they kind of put the boots to Jungle Boy just to clean him out the ring. Uh, but Ethan hits the ego's edge on Darby before Lance Archer, of all people, comes to make the save. Uh, I guess I should say there was a point in the match before we got here where uh, – Oh, Luchasaurus yeah, right. and Sting were kind of brawling. Yeah, it, it, you know, and I wasn't mad at that spot. I mean, Lucha was just standing. He's trying to call Jungle to get to his feet because he knows that the tank count's almost close. And and he does basically drag himself up, but he doesn't ever pick up. Like, he doesn't use his hands. He's just a like like a climbing tool for Jungle Boy who's able to get in the ring, but Sting just don't like it. And, then yeah, it was, you know, I, to me, I thought that was a really cool face-off. You know, some of the really disrespectful IWC was like, oh, did you see those two dinosaurs go at it? Oh, shit. It's like, geez, like, man. I mean, well, that's so low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it was, um, you know. But the, the I just, I, I didn't mind it. I just felt like the, the thread that that, yeah. <laughs> that that exchange was based on was super weak. Yeah, it's weird. Because I was like, Sting, were you really afraid that your client wasn't going to be able to retain via count out? Like, that's saying a lot about which, how you I, feel about well, Darby. I don't even think it's about that. I think it's about you got involved. I, Flat yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that, but it was just like, I mean, and if he didn't, he would have got countered out, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, so I'm trying to figure out what is the, the, the specification of the beat I here, think it's you know? just the fact that you shouldn't have been there to help him at all, even if you didn't touch him. But it's, it, it's like a but very you shouldn't be subjective. Out here you know yeah, I mean? it's very, yeah. very subjective. With your bat, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, you're right. Um, he, he comes back. Yes. Like, yeah. I was going to say, they, they ended up brawling through the tunnel. But yeah, uh, you know they they they're looking to uh, well, the, well, the, yeah yeah well they they hit the double low blow on Archer yeah and they're about to I don't know what they were about to do to Archer but then yeah Sting comes back out with the bat uh, in hand to make the save I guess kind of or kind of return the favor from uh yeah. from oh, yeah, Archer, Archer last was, week Archer was going for that double choke slam that's right yeah yeah so okay. um but yeah that's kind of how that's you know we went off the air a lot of people I don't know a lot of people were like yo that was very interesting and I'm like not really if you've been watching the show like yeah you, you I, know that they were kind of going towards this but I just feel, it is interesting that Jake's nowhere to be found that's you know Jake was Jake was Wasn't on there? yeah he was on the ramp in the tunnel when oh when, that's why I was when looking Lance at the ring came out okay. But, I, I don't know, man. I think what it is for me was I just think these two deserve to go off the, the screen, uh, shaking hands and all that, because at the end of the day, they got a, a just a gang of new viewers now that NXT is not running on Wednesdays. So why not like use those new viewers to really cement some of these guys that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten because they're NXT loyals? You know what I'm saying? So I just felt like it might have been a little too much to go off the air with 
um, in my, it, just in my taste. But I really liked the match. The title match was a, was a good uh, good treat for the main event. I'll yeah, say. I, I actually I enjoyed both title matches. Um, I agree with you. There could have been a little bit more focus on uh, maybe some new faces, but. Uh, if you do have some new viewers, you're trying to get them in. I mean, yeah. And they hadn't had a chance to see uh, Sting on the program I mean, yet. The, then yeah. I guess, but Sting yeah, was kind of Jericho was on the program. Sting too. was kind of featured what a little more than once. Yeah, in the show so a yeah. little bit. And I would say too. I mean, the only thing I want to see. Um, this is just personal. Is I loved Christian's match with Hobbs, but I I, did. I need to see. I don't want to see Christian hanging with the young guys anymore. I'm gonna see him like literally like like smash on somebody. I'm not against it because you know I, mean? like I, we, I, I add into consideration the age difference. Um, yeah. Him fighting an entirely new elite, and no, no pun intended, but elite crop of talent that, you know, let's, let's, let's put it real. Like, these guys aren't the ones that are going to be featured in WWE because they don't wrestle their style. So I feel like it kind of shows. I, I see where he's going with it. I think it shouldn't be as close, like you're saying. Yeah, it, but I, just, I, I think it shows to him where, where his mind is at, where he's like, I'm going to give these new guys something because I'm going to yeah. show them. I, 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 like, it's going to make it seem like I got to keep up, but I will keep up. I just wonder, and I'm going to still beat him. So. I, and I, I understand. I just wonder if it's too much rub too soon. Whereas, like, I think when... I don't know, man. When you say, hey, Hall of Fame guy, you think he's just going to blaze his trail, like get a couple wins. like. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have tough battles, but I'm waiting for that, okay, Christian's back. Because I'll be honest, like it just felt like uh, I was watching an edge match in a I sense of, of the way he his maybe, approach. And I don't want them to have the same approach to matches. Or maybe else it's he has like, to find his AW version of Alberto Del Rio or Randy Orton. Or the, guys, some, yeah. the guys that he is... The dance partners, you know what I mean? They they bring the best out of him, and maybe he yeah. hasn't found that yet. You but know if I mean? he went against like a, a one of the guns, you know, in an exhibition and well, won I, I in two minutes, it, that'd be great. I want to see him in uh Chris, in Chris Jericho, to be honest. Yeah, just someone that he's they're going to keep them separate though. I know. Yeah, I mean, for a little it, bit. even though they do have that whole, hey, you owe me a Canadian dollar, you asshole. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> the, Yo, that MJF with, versus Cage would be uh, pretty cool too. Yeah, I think when the, it's time. Yeah, the mouth, the mm-hmm. the the promos would be really yeah, good. But definitely. Yeah, man, that was uh, dynamite this week. Uh, definitely want to thank you guys for always and uh, you know pretty much just keeping us afloat here, man. We love doing this for you guys. Love being able to uh, lay down the wrestling coverage for the week, uh, or I should say, on a week to week basis. And I uh, love that you guys love listening to us because I love talking to you. Ooh. But uh, do us a favor and follow us if you aren't already. And if you aren't already, I don't know what you're doing. But follow us on social media. That is The Quincy Jones Show on Instagram. That is Quincy Jones Show on Twitter. And as well, backslash The Quincy Jones Show on Facebook. And furthermore, hit us up. The Quincy Jones Show at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up. $10 a T, man. We got medium, large, extra large. We got you, man. I know it's getting a little bit colder, but, you know, I know y'all got them habits. You need to keep them things in them in a pocket. You ain't got a pocket. I got a front pocket for you. Hey. It's on that T. And all you got to do is rep me. Ha <laughs> ha. To the moon. <laughs> but uh, on that note, don't, oh, don't, don't forget to follow us and subscribe everywhere. You uh, check us out for content. Again, we did the social media, but we're always, uh, you know, every Friday, we're going to be uh, releasing on, on iTunes, uh, uh, CastBox, SoundCloud, True100Radio.com, as well as iHeartRadio. Um, and of course, check me out, Quincy Jones. Go, I do, do a little, it. you know, I dabble a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Got, you do. got them five star bars. Bars. You know what I mean? So, uh, but on that note, check out Doc Lesnar, the hip hop hybrid. Obviously, hey. this is awesome. EP out now. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? You guys know what it is. Hey, let me talk to you. Hip hop hybrid, the one and only one in existence in the world of hip hop, and of course, wrestling. And you guys know what it is. I've been telling you guys week after week after week. This is awesome. It's now out right now. My latest album on every digital streaming platform you can imagine. I'm at six. 
thousand streams. Spotify, we're looking beautiful, baby, but it's not enough. Let's keep on going so this Lesnar Mania train never stops and continues to run wild on all my Lesnar maniacs, brother. In the meantime, follow your boy at Doc Lesnar on Instagram at Doc underscore KGS pod. Speaking of that, check us out. The Quincy Jones Show doing live commentary streaming this weekend for GCF. Subject to change. Absolutely, check it out. GCF.ticketspice.com backslash subject dash to dash change for that five star commentary. I appreciate it, man, for oh, saying yeah. that. Because honestly, yeah, it was fun. Um, you know, we do a lot. You know, we do the podcast. We have other projects. Obviously, Doc with music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I helped, you know, Gold Coast Federation on the side with some stuff. But it was, you know, it's been a while since we, we were able to get together and do some commentary, man. Oh, man. Um, it's been fun. We're going to uh, actually get into the rest of it uh, after we finish this. Oh, yeah. But uh, until Definitely. then, uh, yeah. you know, we got uh, uh, three, three words, words for them. <laughs> Top, Top guys, guys out. out.